from TDA Live Studios, it's Late Night War Games, starring Adam and John. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for that wonderful intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Late Night War Games. I'm your host, Adam, and with me, as always, is the wisest of Kensai's, the locutus, locutus of Borg, to my seven of nine. I knew I was going to butcher that. John! <laughs> Resistance is futile, Adam. Yes. You know you knew you were going to butcher it. I knew it. And tonight we are joined in the studio by Nate Valif, tertiary adjunct of the Unimax 01. Yay! <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. How are you this evening? Doing all right. Things are, things are looking, looking good. Yeah, Doing excellent, Nate. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. Well, you I know what is... Since we had our discussion about work earlier <laughs> <laughs> nice well what are you uh what are you drinking tonight Nate? um i am drinking the crowd pleaser ipa from three creeks brewery oh, yeah. in oregon and it's resting in my Berkwood pig farms uh <laughs> that i have from iowa and they have not only the meat they're pleased to meet you with the meat to please ya. That's um, <laughs> you, well you played, almost well made Lauren shoot Guinness out of her nose right next to me. That is fantastic, <laughs> John. What do you have? <laughs> I I am just having some Oishi whiskey. Uh, yeah, nothing nothing too too fancy tonight. Just pounding the whiskey. Very nice. I am having a a Halloween beer that I lost on the back of the fridge. Uh, so I figured now is better than never. It is the Oakshire seasonal release called Ghosts. Hmm. And I just really liked the can. And it is kind of a um, an, a tangerine orange sour. Huh. That also like fluoresces under UV light. It, it yeah. It it's got, it's got weird, yellow like, five in it. It does. It literally does. Uh, as I was pouring it in my drink, I was looking at it like, this is not the color that beer should normally be. But it's because it's pee. Yeah, it's pretty much. But it tastes pretty good. It tastes pretty good. <laughs> if you're into sours, it'll do the trick. If you're, yeah, I, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, gentlemen, we'll, uh, we'll cheers. Cheers. On by. Oh, there's Lawrence. Get this. <laughs> Oh, man. John, you want to take it away with some Bromat Academy news? Sure. Yep. It's so, time for the evening news. <laughs> we are now in a new month, which means a new Bromat Academy mission. Thank you to all of our uh, wonderful respondents who wrote in for last month's mission. Uh, we'll do the drawing at the end of the show uh, for who, who uh, takes home a blister or a patch of their choice. But this month's mission in December is to... Be patient, like a hunter, aka Kaoyan deployment. If those of you who have played Tower 40k, uh, uh. wrong game, wrong game, but good idea. Uh, basically, the idea is take some sort of off-the-table deployment option. If for some reason your army can't do that, uh, feel free to take airborne deployment or uh, camo trooper, and don't use them until the last turn of the game. And basically, you're to set up your plan for the mission and your plan for deployment, such that you can leave this trooper in hidden deployment or off the table in some other fashion. Uh, until the last turn, and then do something cool with it. And sort of what uh, really inspired me to make this mission was my game against Adam, where I left a Razor uh, completely off the table until the last turn, and then snuck in a win under the radar. 
Um, so definitely think about that. Uh, and you may not have to use it. Like in my other game against Adam, where I took a uh, Skivoros and killed everything with it, so I didn't have to reveal the uh, anthematic that was there the whole time. Way to rub it in. Pray. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Not to brag about it. <laughs> Not to brag, but this one's mission is beat Adam so badly you don't need your hidden units until turn three. <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's the mission. So if you can do that and write in, you are guaranteed to win. All right? How's that? Goodness. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Holy cow. Well, what else have we got in the news? Uh, well, we have some new news in a non-Infinity game setting. Oh, yeah. Year. Yeah, so I was just kind of fooling around and I discovered that the Heavy Gear uh, Heavy Gear Blitz 3.0 Living Rules are in beta and available on their forums, which is uh, dp9forum.com, I believe. And the rules look really good. It's a lot more cleaned up from their, uh, from their initial Kickstarter. And they have kind of an interesting... I think it was the same as it was before, but it's based on an interesting face-to-face mechanic where it's based on margin of success. So kind of in infinity, you're rolling a bunch of dice to see how many successes I get to beat yours, where in heavy gear, I'm actually subtracting your score from my score. So it, it, you know, it uses D6s. If I rolled a six and you rolled a four, then my margin of success would be two. And then so the margin of success indicates how much damage you do. So some weapons might have a multiplier, like they do two damage to every margin of success you beat them by, et cetera, that kind of stuff. So it is. It still has that kind of fun face to face that Infinity has, except uh, done a little bit differently. Yeah, I've I've played earlier iterations of the system. It's fun. I want to get back into it for sure, and get some VTOL action in there. Build your CEF. I got my I'm, Northern Alliance. I'm I'm working on it. I I gotta <laughs> I got. You'll see what I've been working on later. I've got most of those heavy gear blitz guys you gave me assembled and sitting yeah. on the shelf for forever. Because you gave right? me those like when we first met five years ago. <laughs> yeah, and, and then I went and moved. <laughs> nice to meet you. Your name's Nate. Let's play games for a while. You want to play this other game? Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, you say that like I live so far away. Well, now, now, yeah. <laughs> Might as well be on the moon. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Well... We do have some uh, Infinity news. We do indeed. There's a bunch of new releases. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so I, the, the OCD nerd in me, uh, full disclosure here, the, I noticed that the Tiger creature in the photo that they released, the base was wrong. So I adjusted the size in this image to make the Tiger the correct scale. And it's actually bigger than what it looks like in the official release. But anyways, so Tiger creature with the Jath Cutthroats, Hell yes. It looks like we've got the shotgun and the SMG option there. So we've got the, the linked Taiga with the control device on. Super mm-hmm. cool. Those Tunguska cheer killers that, like, holy hell, I need to find a use for them. I really want to use them, but I have everything for everything that I play. So I can't justify them, but I want them. Especially the one with the uh, with the bat harness. I don't understand your problem with cheer killers. Everything in Tunguska is expensive, and having useful things with direct template weapons that aren't expensive seems like great. And I have then no problem. Throw away Harris too. Yeah, right. My only problem with cheer killers is I don't have. I can't put them in any armies I play. Well, you're I playing the wrong armies mar- then. I know. That's right? Clearly, simply a poor decision on your part. Yeah. Right. 
My bad for playing Bakunin. Yeah, your your poor planning does not constitute my emergency. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also have um, that very cool John Hawkwood model that they picked the worst possible angle to photograph for this image. I, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's the the angle <laughs> that's the well, problem with this seen, miniature. <laughs> we've seen other angles in the render, and it looks great. And then just this angle, he's like, got my knife. He's he's dancing. That's what he's doing. I like to say he's he's dancing on the stars, dancing with the stars. Yeah, but maybe on the stars. Maybe maybe that's the Infinity Era thing, dancing on the stars, because it's you know they're in space. <laughs> he is a super cool model. He is everything Arslan wishes he was. Arslan's oh. cool. Ar- I would take Arslan over this model any day. In fact, I did because he's model? in my cabinet right there. Oh, the model. The model is great. Yeah. Not talking about the model. <laughs> ah, sure. Sure. Um. And then we got some repacks, but actually, uh, they're not so bad. So we've got the Aleph uh, the action pack. So 300-point army right there, just the, the models from the previous starter set um, and the Beyond. But also, we've got the Yujing and Pano Code 1 booster packs. Mm-hmm. So at first, I was kind of annoyed because they're repacks, but because they've discontinued the Yujing from Red Veil... That Xian with uh, HMG is now available here instead of being lost forever. So that's cool. Uh, same thing with the Swiss HMG and the Akal in the Pano pack. Yep. So that's pretty fun. And those are definitely profiles you will use. Oh man, the Hawktail Hacker is so good in both. Yeah. Yeah, both Code 1 and regular Infinity. I'm, I'm a little sad that the, the old Hacktail missile launcher is just so bad in comparison. I mean, it was fine for the era it was released in, but like in comparison sure. to the two Hacktow that you have now, it's just very, very sad looking in comparison. I I hope one day that we do get a new Hawktow missile launcher, and I also hope that we don't. I think that might be the only thing keeping more people from playing it. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I haven't bothered, like, because I have an extra Hacktow pack somewhere. Or maybe I gave it to you. I forget. Doesn't matter. But, um... The only reason I haven't converted myself a missile launcher is because it will, if if it sees the table, you're doing it wrong, right? So, yeah. What do you need the model for? Yeah. Right. Exactly. You just need to threat, threat threaten that the model might be there, and then you're doing it right. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So these packs are cool. Um, you know, I'm a little disappointed that they're not more white banner and uh, smaller Haima, but I think it's a good way to save. Uh, a couple of these sculpts from the abyss and you know that's the thing like code one isn't just those sectorals so it, it gives them actual units they're going to use in the code one setting i think it, i mean it's fine overall yeah i sure. just and now now they can run his double grenzer missile launcher list right <laughs> oh nate you're muted we ever can play again Assuming we can ever someday. play again that's true wah, wah. someday Goodness. Well, I think that does it for the news. Let's take it away with some hobby. Nate. Mm-hmm. Heard you've been uh you've been playing with some Aleph, getting some paint on some things. Oh heck yeah. There's... Tell us about what you did here. Huh? So tell us a bit about what you did here. I painted some things. I painted <laughs> <laughs> That's really descriptive for those listening at home. Oh, there's a there's an Andromeda. This picture wasn't supposed to be for public posting because it might oh. be a whip for a 
a stealth entry it's fine. for it's somebody's fine. Here, I'll, competition. I'll, here, I fixed it. There, done. Yeah, no one can see it. <laughs> fixed. No, um, we've got an Andromeda that's still whip, but approaching done. It's not going to win because people like OB are in the competition, but it's going to be a good college attempt, old school attempt. I do, There's... I do roll, I do spin the wheel of names for non winners. Uh, so you could you can, win. You can become a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also uh, some other whips in there that are more completed now. They're actually sitting right next to me. Oh, uh, under some. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can't even see what in. you can kind of see them down there. Yeah, but there's a Dakini Link team and. Uh, Words a Ashura hacker and a Desus hacker that are mostly done at this point. I'm starting a second wave of some devas and have an assembled Maru sitting around ready for. Yeah, some. I couldn't. I couldn't help but notice that thing back there that will make me very sad. Should I ever have to play against you with it? It is very sad to play against. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Uh, Who would you rather would you rather play against it or an avatar? The avatar. <laughs> I think that's fair. I hate playing against the Maru. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an easy easy, easy answer. <laughs> I mean, I can certainly see pros and cons to both. The avatar inflicts negative six on almost everything, which is a pain in the butt. But then the Ashura can cover objectives better because she can see through smoke, so they're, they're both annoying in their own way. Yeah, yes, exactly. For sure. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. What, what do you got queued up next over there, John? Well, your stuff. Oh, hey, my stuff. Cool. So, yeah, I've been uh, toying away with my, slowly chipping away at my military orders, uh, really just kind of experimenting with the paint scheme, uh, seeing how quickly I can get it done. This is actually a really fast paint job. So, I'm pretty happy about it. It's done with. A um, who is it? Green stuff world makes a like a silver blue. I think they call it shark blue or something. And then I do a a zenith of they do a a like bright white, almost pearl metallic. I see to get so the highlight. The sh- in the- yeah, so it really shimmers like bright steel. And then I just do a a little bit of a wash with the glossy Agrax Earth Shade. Sure. So that brown that brown neutralizes really nicely into the shadows. Mm-hmm. And that's it for the armor, like it's yeah. And you can focus all your de- all your all your attention on the on the detail stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I can swords, about the tabards. tabards. Yeah. Yep. All like the piping and stuff like that. Their armor is just flat black. Like I don't I don't do anything to it. Um, I've tried highlighting it, but leaving it flat back, it actually ends up looking like rubberized tubing. Mm. So I've been playing with these models more with the finishes than I think. I typically do with miniatures, right? Like usually I'm I'm painting in all the highlights and assuming everything's be very matte. Uh, so instead I'm using a satin varnish on these, which keeps the metallic reflection. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Without yeah, without glossing up the tabards too much, and I can just go in and matte varnish down the tabards easily enough. So well, hey, I mean, if it works on Space Marines, it should work on Space Marines. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of interesting because you don't you don't often see. Um, like pure metallic paint being used on infinity miniatures, let alone mm-hmm. like head to toe. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of a, a stark contrast. They really pop uh, next to any of my other models. 
it's it's kind of fun. And then yeah, for the the tabards, I wanted to keep the paint the the uh, sorry the colors that kind of identify them on the table. So like the Hustle Towers are red and white, the Teutons sure. are black and white. Yep, makes sense. And then use yeah. that, but with like more, I guess more fantasy heraldry. Sure. Yeah, that's a nice uh, some freehand there. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Like I I I do appreciate that because military orders definitely suffers from like the green army man syndrome or I guess silver army man syndrome, where it's just like right. that's a it's a dude with a gun and a sword and he's an armor and like all right, what flavor is this? Right, but you yeah, know, exactly. you can say that you know this red and white one is a is a hospitaler. This other one's a two time. Like, okay, I get it. It makes sense. You can just sort of visually identify. I do appreciate that as somebody who has to see these on the table a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, like how like like how vulnerable is this one to EM? Yeah, exactly. And then all of the all of the ones that are not of the specific houses will all have like individual heraldry. So like the 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 order sergeants will just be kind of a riot of color. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah, just a different different look. <laughs> I I do I do really like these. They definitely uh, having having faced them on the table like before they were quite finished. Uh, they look really nice, just like even just with the the metallic and then the zenith on it. I think uh, I think your magisters were like that when we played our last game with Mo. Yeah. Um. They they look really sharp, man. Well, thank you very much. Well, uh, what else have you been working on? Yeah. So I've cracked open the Blood Bowl 2020 set. It got started with Varag Ghoul Chewer, that is huge. Uh, he's not quite eye to eye with an ogre. If he was in the same pose, he probably would be. Oh yeah, because he's, he's all like hunched over. Yeah, he's like running forward. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a gig- uh, just an absolutely gigantic model. You know, it, it looks rad, but my my disappointment is that I originally left the ghoul on the shoulder off because mm. I thought it was a little bit on the nose, like Varag Ghoul Chewer ghoul chewer and like he has a ghoul with him and no other iteration of of him has needed the ghoul you know like he's he's but a... all the other iterations of him have also been lame no they haven't yes they That's have he's great he's classic nate classic is the word you were looking for um <clears throat> fight, fight, but fight. but like looking like they have so much more character this guy when i put him next to one of the regular black orcs without the ghoul on the shoulder. He just looked like another one of the black orcs. Like, oh, you found a skull for your hat. Like, very nice. I think that, I think uh, Obi just cursed your ghoul ghoul chewer by saying that he's he looks like he's tripping because he failed the GFI. So, I look forward <laughs> to you rolling all of the ones. Thanks, you Obi. Earned you earned it, Adam. Yeah, and I also like that this guy is strength four. Like putting him next to the ogre, where it looks like he's just gonna manhandle that ogre. And nope, that's a horrible block. Don't do it. <laughs> it's strength four block mighty blow. Uh, and the model is is looks like he should be strength six. Yeah. But, well, I guess we should wait and see what the next generation strength six models look like. I know, right? But it's a it's a pretty cool so far. All I mean, the models go together nicely. Uh, I do think the design is a bit more Age of Sigmar aesthetic sure. than kind of classic fantasy. You really notice it. When you build the goblins, uh, I love the Blood Bowl goblin sculpts, the plastics, but the goblins for this team feel very Age of Sigmar. Or even, they even have some of the same details from the Age of Sigmar kits, like the weird bugs that they carry and things. Oh, weird. Um, convincing me to get the rule book instead of the box set at this point. I was going to ask. <laughs> you know, humans look, I mean, 
they, they look great, right? It's just a slightly different aesthetic. They look yeah, more like. I never like. I, I, I'm a much bigger fan of classic fantasy, and I don't especially need two extra Blood Bowl teams. So if I'm not going to be. Well, I will, what I will say is the, the Boffenberg, whatever, the human team, the human nobility team mm-hmm. is freaking awesome. I love the human nobility team. Is that what so comes in the box? Yeah, so it comes with black orcs and human nobility. So human nobility are kind of as a riff off the old Bertanian rules, mm. um, but they're a little bit more punchy, a little bit less, run, a little more throwing, a little less running. Got it. But yeah, so that team is probably I I might get around to painting the black orcs. Um, if anything, they actually kind of inspire me to go paint the classic orc team mm. a little bit more, even though they got nerfed a bit. But I'll take it. No, they're cool models. I just like the human team, the refs more than the orc team. Makes sense. Well, you were awesome. Well, just speaking of giant things, you you worked on a giant. <laughs> yeah, so I've been slowly working on a uh, Sons of a Hemet army to play with, um, to play with Dan. Mm. So he's playing a bit of Aegis on the side, and I like, I, I basically like big models. Um, so the the new you're not, you're not lying about that, are you? I I, <laughs> no. I, like, I like big models, but I cannot lie. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and the GW model came out, and it was actually kind of a letdown for me, because to mm. me it looked like they were just like, "Hey, sculptor, see the old giant that we used to make? Just make a bigger version of that." Oh, and it, it it kind of it kind of felt uninspired. So I've been working on uh, these four giants that are themed after different fairy tales. So this the first one I did was um, Cinderella. This one is going to be Little Red Riding Hood. So the wolf is running away from him. Um, next next thing we're we'll doing is sculpting a hood on him that'll be painted some sort of dark red or maybe blood spattered. And then he's also the the woodcutter with his big axe. Mm. So just kind yes. of referencing a lot of fairy tales. And then yeah, he's covered in all those belts. And there's a wolf scrambling, kind of painted like wolf belts. Yeah, and the 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 wolf is either going to end up with Granny's glasses or the nightcap. Oh, nice. I think you should do nightcap and glasses. Just to really. Nightcap and glasses, maybe. Just to really hammer the point. Go the top. Yeah. So, yeah, and this model, uh, this model, instead of $200, like the GW models, is 40 and bigger. So, it works, GW. You're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe both. You don't have to convince me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm in it for the blood bowl <laughs> so yeah i'm having fun converting these i've got two more coming apparently uh once that army book came out the mantic giants just went on like mega back order so derek was able to get me one waiting for the other two nice you have you have uh, uh fairy tales lined up for them yet yeah so see the first one was cinderella this one is red riding hood um, one of them will be Jack and the Beanstalk, mm. which I think is kind Glass. of necessary, right? Glass. One of them is holding like a big tree that I'm just going to like smooth out and paint green and use wire to give it some curly vines coming off of it. Have like a, a golden harp hanging from his belt, maybe some golden eggs nice. in the grass around him. Um, and then the other one I'm going to do is Peter Pan. So one of the, one of the so one of the giants is not, is kind of nautical themed. It's fluff. So I kind of want every one of them in one way or another represents the model that they're actually supposed to be. So the Red Riding Hood one 
one of the models has like wears a hood. I see. So it's I like, see. well, I'm just give it my own hood, Red Riding Hood, perfect. So the nautical one, I kind of really like the idea of going for like the pirates from uh, Peter Pan. Oh, so he's gonna so, be an enormous Captain Hook. <clears throat> kind of. So I want to have him with a of the necklace with an alarm clock and a hook hanging from it, or the hook just as like a thimble on one of his fingers. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. And then I there's a that. magic right, there's a magic item they have, which is a magical essence trapped in a lantern, which is like perfect for Tinkerbell inside mm-hmm. of a little lantern hanging from his belt. Gotcha, gotcha. Get a little transfer for Tinkerbell in there. Yeah, and then sculpt on like a alligator pelt. Nice. That's what I'm I also thought about going really dark and having like the pelts of the costumes for the Lost Boys, but I don't know if I'm going to go that far. Ooh, that's <laughs> that's that's a. Oh, Ooh. I was also I was also thinking about um, cutting out a silhouette of Peter Pan's shadow and having him stepping on the shadow. Oh, that's right? pretty I good too. Have it like uh, <laughs> yep. arms up in the air. So nice. I've got some I've got some different ideas there, but there's a lot of. A lot of opportunity for visualization there. And then there's um uh three smaller giants in the in their army. So like these are the mega crushers, and then there's like the man crushers. The uh the the regular man crusher size giants stands in a 3D print for me. And the each one of them is gonna be standing over rubble of a different building. Mm. And one one building will be made of straw, one building will be made of wood, and one building will be made of bricks. Nice. And then I'm gonna have uh, little pigtails coming out of the, the rubble. I approve. So just fun little things like that. That's going to be fun. I dig it. And Jean, Jean absolutely loves playing with these already. Of course she does. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. And, and uh fan says you should totally do the lost boy skins for his loincloth. I know. Right. It's so tempting. <laughs> I have like the raccoon hat or like the, you know, the, the, the Indian headband with the feather in it. Like well, yep. just all your costumes and throw them in there. There you go. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fun little it's a it's not a serious project, but it's a fun little side project. Yeah, definitely a change of pace from Infinity. Yeah, right. So um, what have you been working on? Well, Speaking I've of change been of pace. Making a ton of bases for my combined. Uh so I rolled out a bunch and then I've been working on actual combined, but uh I made this guy. No. Uh, in in preparation for our upcoming Ariadne game, there's no reason you should be concerned that I made this guy or prioritized him in any way. Um, <laughs> yep. So he's there. Just just saying. Uh, God, also, I love that model. Yeah, I know. Isn't it great? I love his little like I... arm shield thing, which is like a weird tesium square buckler. But sure. Yeah, why we not? keep saying that model in this thing for all those people listening. John has assembled himself a lovely T2 rifle Morimer. Yep. So that's gonna be. Maybe coming to a table near you. Uh, I've also put together the Morat Vanguard box. There you and go. And the uh, Shazvasti Knox box. Uh, nice. And I've also um, finished my Hellcat, uh, my remaining last two Hellcats, the regular Hellcat with Combi and the Hacker with Combi. Um, and then I put together Parvati, um, the Naga Hacker, and also I made myself a Proxy Mark II. Uh, with a 3D printed boarding shotgun and a, the uh, Spec Ops. And then I uh, got the um, Battlefoam Yan Yan from, uh, from oh. my lovely friends down in Humboldt. Uh, so jealous. Yeah, right. And uh, I've actually put together the um, 
uh, what should we call it from uh, uh, the big girl from Hint. Yes. So that's that's also happening, and she's going to be my chimera for my Bakun Uberfall Commando eventually. Very nice. It's yeah. a that's a bad model from Human Interface. Yeah, I really, yeah, I really like got it. that Monstrucker in there, which I just love that model. Yes, and oh, Adam has been slacking. I had to step in and build some models of you. That's what happened. Well, we all have a more handsome Moonstrucker too. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I actually use him as my clockmaker for my Bakunin, my uh, my John Monstrucker. Oh yeah, that that seems appropriate. I, yep. One of the things that didn't get. There's your camera. Oh, the drop beers. Yeah, I've got been working on the drop beers. That's that's like my favorite little piece. I mean, oh, we did a fantastic job with that whole model. Yeah, the, the beer on a landmine is just so perfect. I need more. I need more. Those Rudras are gonna put them everywhere. <laughs> maybe I should. Uh, maybe I should talk to the guy and see if he can just cast me up a fat sack of drop beers. You might be able to like seriously just sell drop beers, like, and people would be all over it as soon as they knew you were selling them. That's funny. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They were a lot of fun. Also, uh, Nate, have you have you got any nerd gaming in of any kind? Tabletop simulator, bubble online? Oh, none. Nothing. Not a... I was, there are limited limited hours in a day, and the the free time for the last month or so has been going towards those Dakini and Andromeda and what have you. So... No gaming. That's okay. I forgive you. That's all right. Well, John and I got a game in. We did. It's true. You want to talk about it? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> we we can. So, uh, yeah, USARF versus Operations yep. in Panic Room. So Panic Room is actually a pretty fun scenario. Uh, it's basically the Armory plus Biotech 4, if you're not familiar with it. The general gist of it is um, there's a Biotech 4 that encroaches 4 inches a turn from every side of the table, not just your deployment zone, uh, and it just continually grows. So by the end of it, you're 12 inches in. Uh, your deployment zone is 8 inches, and in your deployment zone, there are two antennas, which you can touch base to base, and that protects you from the Biotech 4 zone. However, uh, those antennas are going to be blown up by your opponent, opponent with ranged weapons like missile launchers and such. So it's pretty fun. And then your objective is to just be in the panic room and not dead. Um, yep. And to sort of encourage you to cram everything in there, you get a bonus point if you have something called a uh, um, something personnel, oh, okay. essential personnel in there. And that means things with, I'm going to miss some here, but like your lieutenant counts, NCO counts, things with uh, number two characters, Again, like I think uh, headquarters troops, chain of like command, chain of command, right? So all the things you don't want to risk getting shot have to be in there to get shot. Is basically what they decided to do. Um, and yeah, it uh, it went it went reasonably okay. Um, Adam, Adam, this is kind of a <laughs> this is kind of a uh, non-representative game, I guess, uh, between the two factions and the mission because Adam uh, missed the fact that there is a confused deployment role. In the rules. We were both very confused on whether or not that rule existed in this scenario. Yeah. So if you look at his list, there's uh, Rosie, a bunch of Marauders, a hard case, Foxtrots, Grunts, all of which deploy outside of the deployment zone, and Adam failed most of the rules. 
So I passed two. You passed two. And uh, yep. So there you see it. There's the Grand Infiltrator and Foxtrot in the midfield, and everything else is in the deployment zone. Very sad. Uh, and basically, the story of the game is uh, I missiled everything off the table. So yeah, that that was the story. Of the game. That's all. I mean, that's all you a, really need to know. <laughs> it was a fun game. I really want to play that scenario again. Um, I would not bring anything re- remotely resembling the list I brought. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I mean, like one of the reasons why I rarely took Grant Infiltrators in N three <laughs> was because I never passed that stupid roll. Mm-hmm. And every time I every time I took them, I I might get one every couple games. Well, I think it's so, because your USARF dice are weighted. Uh, I'm not I'm not calling you a cheater. I'm just saying that it, I I've anecdotally anecdotally I've whatever uh, I've noticed that the um, the CB dice tend to roll a little high. Oh, so interesting. I mean, it's hard you know without quantitative data, it's it's hard to make that you know definitive statement, but. Every time I come across them, it seems they tend to roll a little high. At least that's what mm. people have been saying. So, you know, there's, maybe I should switch to the winner dice and see what happens. Yeah, maybe you should. Maybe you should switch to the winner dice. I mean, it'd also be really good to get the dice tested too. That would be a thing. I mean, D twenties are generally pretty fair, but um, maybe I'm also just bitter because you passed seven saves. So, <laughs> that's so, yeah. When you when you double crit me with an HMG, I double crit and hit you three times with a linked <laughs> HMG. Well, at least the good thing about Infinity is if you're passing armor saves, you're probably losing face-to-face rolls. That's yes. the story of this game, so maybe <laughs> something too fast. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, I, I made lots of good armor saves. I mean, I they are also arm six and cover. They are. So, yeah, they're not too bad. Wild Bill is a monster in the objective room. Yes, he is. But, yeah, you know, so they've uh, for for everyone out there, they've changed the way that they have presented the confused deployment rule. It used to have its own big rule section with the header and be called out as an extra at the beginning of the ITS mission, right? Where it's like this has you know no HVTs and this and this. Uh, it does. It's like now a footnote, basically. It's like oh, and by the way, this really important thing is in small text underneath an image. So, so I was gonna mention this with net rods later but i just want to call it out now before i forget ijw's clarified that it's a modifier to like their role so with the uh, ad with net rods their fizz is zero but they have ad fizz 12 or whatever mm-hmm. so it's they're not rolling a fizz negative three like some value uh-huh. they get to apply that negative three to their ad for fizz so they're rolling on a nine instead yeah. of feeling. Makes sense. Which, at least to me, when I looked at rule as written, I thought that they just auto-failed on that, and instead they're looking for nines. Gotcha. Well, but yeah. It was oh. a fun game. Uh, in chat, uh, Clint and Than are suggesting you float your Ariadne dice in some salt water. You re- yes, it does apply to infiltration. And do you realize how sad I'll be if my CB dice... Are up poo poo. You just you just want to not know. I have every faction of those stupid dice. There's a reason why I don't. <laughs> I've used the oh. same. I've used the same dice since my that. Uh, um, I obviously didn't have uh, six D20s to start with, but those dice are from the uh, the first pack. Two of the two of those dice are from the first pack of dice I ever bought for D and D. So, 
They're my they're my dungeon master dice from ages ago, and now they're well, my want, blow up Adam's face dice. I want mine to match my army. I mean, you can just buy color coordinated ones from Chessex or something. Yeah, it's not the same. They don't have the little logo. It's Arguably, I think it's better, especially uh, if they're not weighted. I'd argue it, <laughs> especially if they're not weighted. Oh man! All right, well. I think that sums up the uh, the games that we've played. Pretty much. Um, I don't want to. You're making me think about my dikes now and salt water and salt. Not gonna happen. I'm just gonna start using my ITS winter dice. Seems good. So, or yeah, the metal dice when they're coming out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they announced that That's a while ago. Right? Poor decision. Yeah. We can't be responsible for your poor decisions, Adam. Yeah. Also, <laughs> don't roll, don't roll those on somebody's building, please. <laughs> next to their models i have i have a dice tray they, if i get those metal dice they will be used yep well i think it is uh i think it's time without further delay it's time for the main event let's talk about some alef and that feels really professional right doesn't it jay is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> we're already coming up with like round two of the recordings like what else can i get my stepfather to say or stepfather my father-in-law <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> he listens. Sorry, Jay. Well, so let's uh let's talk a bit about Aleph and N4, right? Let's talk about the I guess the, the core rules changes and maybe how they might have a direct effect on Aleph. The first one for me was Nate mentioned it already, is how airborne deployment makes net rods so much better. We haven't even gotten into all of how net rods are so much better. <laughs> you want to just start there? Oh my we God. can just straight up start with net rods. Sure, let's talk about net rods. Well, they're not equipment anymore, so you can move them between they're troops. Boots. They're troops. They get legit AROs, such as alert or whatever the M4 version of it is, so they can allow your friends to change face. They can fail guts checks and go prone. Like, there are all sorts of ridiculous things that are great about net rods that they didn't have before. And now they also can't fall off the table for landing off the table or on impassable terrain because of the way AD has changed. So net rods are phenomenal. And the only, like, nerf that they received in exchange for all of this is that they um, can't hold the post-humans order anymore. But I feel like on an overall, they made out like bandits. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, they made net rods and imatrons so much better. Um, yeah, so the airborne deployment helped that. I, I, you know, it also is nice for uh, extra moyen Garuda to be able to t- basically take or go for riskier positions. What's funny is that without dispersion, there's no need now for the numbers on the outside of the blast template. It's true. Oh, I suppose. Right? That, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't hear anything. They got rid of scattering, um, hacking. So hacking changed. Aleph had a pretty strong hacking game before, but they with did. the changes, with the changes now to hacking, uh, Nate, I don't know. What do you, how do you feel that that's going to affect Aleph and N4? I don't. I feel like Aleph is still going to be good at hacking, 
I don't feel like the hacking changes are quite the sea change for them as it is for nomads, just because they don't have the the repeater network and the ability to start with the repeater network that um, nomads do. So it's not like you can start with, you know, a Maasai and a whole bunch of other stuff and already have your midfield covered and deployed repeaters and stuff like that so being able to do the guided missile trick or stuff like that is less of a um you need to work for it yes are you are you worried about spotlight i mean everybody should be worried about spotlight (laughs) it's it's great to be able to throw that out but um yeah, I mean, I I don't feel like that significantly changes at least how I play because I always would take hackers anyway. I always wanted to play the hacking game because that's why I play Infinity is because I like the cyberpunk. So so saying I'm you know hackers are a waste of points. I'm out was never an option for me. So you know I never I never would make a list without hackers regardless of what I was expecting. Right, I guess for me, the thing that I really worry about with Spotlight, um, and maybe this is you know unique to Steel Phalanx, A, it helps counter my ODD, but also I don't necessarily have the disposable orders to reset out of it as often as I would need to. I mean, on the flip side, though, you've also got Scylla, who is one of the best ways of killing enemy hackers in the game. So... <laughs> True, she did lose the killer hacking device, but... She, she has, has some. We'll get to it when we get to Scylla, yeah, but yeah, she's yeah. Bonk. <laughs> She's good. She's good. Um, so what I else? Mean, plus, plus three to hit a, a Myrmidon is, hurts the ODD, but plus three to hit somebody who doesn't have ODD hurts them just as much as if not better, because then you're succeeding on an even higher roll of like 13 to cancel whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Fair, fair. Okay, so what do you think about the unit cap slash no limited insertion? Um, for the unit cap, I mean, Aleph always kind of was geared to be able to be more of an elite faction. So I don't feel like you definitely could make like 18 order lists before using that. Like, and then I was going to mention also, you know, you can make a very solid order base off of two net rods or in vanilla three net rods and then two repeater bots and then like a handful of Thorakides or Dakini are both mm-hmm. excellent like deployment zone guards and excellent soldiers just in general and then also relatively cheap orders to fuel whatever you want whether you wanted to do order spam or whether you wanted to run a whole lot of elite things or fewer elite things. So, you know, they certain builds, I guess, could get hit by the order cap, but I don't think that it significantly detracts from their play style. Losing the protection of the limit insertion might hinder stuff a little bit, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, between units like Hector and Assures with additional lieutenant orders and stuff like that and some prol- proliferation of NCO. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like Aleph is the the order cap doesn't really hurt them, and Aleph is well equipped as a faction to deal with you know limited insertion even without protection. Right, that's kind of 
been my thinking is they got rid of the protection for 10 order lists because they've added in so many ways to get around only having 10 orders in the list. Right. Um, the thing for me that's really interesting uh, as a steel player is with that <laughs> unit cap. Can of 15 I just orders, say right, mm-hmm. right now, I'm really disappointed that you're playing steel and John is playing Aleph because for the longest time it was like only me playing Aleph. <laughs> And then Eric started playing Aleph, and now both of you guys are playing Aleph. What's up with that? We we got As good. A steel player, no. Adam plays combined in that Ariadna. <laughs> What's up with this? I mean, it's yeah, steel's kind of like combined in Ariadna. I had a kid, but um, so for uh, me. Was, uh... no. <laughs> so for me, the 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 cap of fifty models is really interesting because it means that I'm at less of a disadvantage, right? Like you can't go against this eighteen order, you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty order Ariadna list. They're going to have fifteen. So with my twelve order Steel Phalanx list, I'm only ever starting three orders behind the order, you know, plus or minus skill based orders. But it actually kind of lowering the ceiling kind of means that. You know, you're always a little bit closer to it. I can see that. I rarely felt disadvantaged, unless when you're playing against an army that really tries to play it up, not just in order count, but with delaying things. Like if you have all sorts of um, shit tons of camouflage markers that need to be discovered, it suddenly can make it just really hard to deal with opponents' factions opponents armies with the orders you have so i do think that generally yeah that is helpful at least because you can't be as far behind on the order efficiency curve right i think it's one of those things like if they're getting rid of the the protection for uh for tender or list they did need to put a cap in there somewhere yeah for sure right because if you went from 10 down to 8 and the other person's got 18 they're gonna have a bad day yeah like I the very the few times I really felt like I had a really bad matchup because of both order count and then also the order efficiency, you know, I would decide, you know, fuck trying to uh sorry for the F bomb. But how <laughs> dare you? Now we'll have to mark this as um, explicit. I do every episode, whether we swear or not. Instead of trying to go through and deal with the camouflage, I would just be like, well, what's valuable that's not camouflage? And just to, you know, because you're looking at things like foxtrots and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I would just take Achilles and run him across the field and have him try to murder everything that's not a camouflage marker. Because if they want to pop out a camouflage, they're more than welcome to. Well, I mean, that zero assault hacker out of assault hacking range definitely is the only thing that can stop the avatar and should 100% come out of a camo to shoot at it with a combi rifle. Exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> Box shots are great midfield camo as long as the only thing you do is push a button and lay mines. Yep, they're very good at that. Uh, but everything <laughs> else are kind of mad. Um, hey, my Blitz XL 11 rifle will... I, I've one shot Joan with the chasseur before with the rifle and not the flamethrower, so it does work. <laughs> oh goodness, let's see here. What else is fun? Uh dodging, uh, at least again as a steel player, very in support of the dodge changes. Mm-hmm. 
I do like I can remember lots of times where you'd have a link team that would want one member would be like, I could make an engage. And the other three are like, I really don't want to get hit by a shotgun. And then having to declare, like, do I want to engage or dodge or break the link? Like, that was really annoying. Whereas right. now you can just declare dodge and some of them can end up in melee if they want. Oh, it's so, so good. You can also use it in the actual turn to, like, move into an objective room safely. Something I, I was hoping to do against John in the Panic Room. I believe um, you can also use it to engage around corners, can't you? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's pretty so cool. awesome. It's interesting because it actually it makes close combat just a little bit more of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, mean, there's there's a there's a, a a safe but not guaranteed way of getting into base to base now. And that's also fine, right? Like, don't hang out at a corner if somebody might run around that corner and punch you in the face. Yep. I I would say it's more of blow you up with an explosive close combat weapon, but yes. <laughs> They're just flinging D-charges everywhere. <laughs> That's what Scylla's dog is for. Oh my, not Scylla. Uh, Andromeda. Andromeda. What? Right, fetch boy. <laughs> yeah, Nate, did you, uh, did you pick up on any more big changes just, I guess, broadly in the N4 rules that the big effect that I'm still trying to decide how I feel are shotguns. Because so much of steel likes to be so close, having so many direct template weapons that ignore ODD, like that's bad, right? Mm -hmm. And that hurts. And it's not that like Myrmidons are cheap or particularly resistant to shotguns. But at the same time, Having shotguns not have impact template weapons means that they can't be shooting unconscious bodies to avoid ODD modifiers and doing mean things with templates. Right. So yeah, there's definitely some interesting play there too, right? Because now I can run around the corner and you direct template me and then I dodge into combat. So like they're definitely like I you know I haven't played a game with steel since N4 hit, so I have no idea, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have any play experience. But the changes to shotguns, more than anything else, I feel like might affect things, and it's certainly both from like a power standpoint, but also from you know that muscle memory. How do I solve this problem? Sort of yeah. perspective. Yeah, is like combining the dodge changes might help you overcome things like the shotgun changes. And I just haven't had the the practical experience to be able to see, you know, how I feel overall. It's it, it shakes out. Yeah, it's a difficult one to measure out. I mean, in John's game, um, I think almost everything in my army had a direct template weapon. Yep. Of some sort, uh, damn near everything. And I think you used it once. Yeah, it's it's not something you're going to use all the time, but when you can use it. Um, it's great. What I have, unfortunately, myself doing is wishing that I had the um, wishing I had the old shotgun. Yeah, I that happens to me frequently. I'm always like, I wish I could direct template you with the teardrop oh, direct, right now. Direct template with a face to face roll plus six. Oh my god, so good, so good. But so, um, you'll just have to get that fixed with plasma weapons, John. Oh, I'm I'm whole hog into that. For sure. 
Yeah, I think the only source of that in in Aleph is what Hector, right? Am I mistaken? Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's it's not not complaining. Just 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 a question <laughs> for clarification. There's only one. He is one of two sources of plasma outside of all of combined. I love Hector. Yeah, so that's true. Yep. Yeah, I, I watched him lay waste to Eric on Sunday. That was... Oh, I watched that. I watched that. That was a oh, rough game for Eric. It my heart as much as I love Eric. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hector just was, he did bad things to all sorts of stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. Goodness. But... Yeah, he was. He was fantastic. So many links teams with him. <laughs> the the circular template now on Plasma is a big deal too. It's like it's less likely to delete a whole link, but it does really crazy things in objective rooms. Yeah, even if it doesn't delete a whole link, taking a five man down to a three is a big change in effectiveness. If Absolutely. You can, if you can do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it shoots around corners now, is what it does. Yep. And that's terrifying. I don't like it. Please don't do it to me. But you know, it's, it's on the it, list. It's totally fine. It's totally fine when I do it to you with my combined. It's a different thing. So I guess I guess if we were to sort of, you know, like in in my view, there are three like pretty significant changes to to and like between N three and N four, hacking, right, and the, the implications of spotlight and all that, uh, dodging, and also shotguns. Which one do you mm -hmm. think is the most impactful? I mean, I definitely think it's the shotguns because I, I feel like the others are kind of well. Dodging is great, but it, in my opinion, mainly affects steel and not Aleph as a whole. And then, the, say, yeah, as a steel, as a steel player, as much as Nate hates hearing that from my mouth, uh, <laughs> the and, dodge changes are and so hacking, big. I feel like is a is not a sea change for Aleph. I would agree with that. Cool. Well, so let's let's talk a bit about the sectorals then, right? Both of you guys play operations. I it doesn't make any sense to me. So you'll have to to drag me on a little bit about it. But what did you you know they were they were fairly new before N4 came. So are there any fun big changes out there that you felt worth bringing up? Post humans somehow didn't get nerfed. Well, they got more expensive. Um they and they, 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 they got hit a couple ways, actually, when yeah. you think about oh. it. Mm -hmm. Other than the Netrod thing? One, they lost the Netrod synergy, which is nice, but not amazing. Um, if you read through the proxy rule, the G-Jumper rules, at least it says the... They used to be able to do, like, coordinated moves together, and at least I... I haven't posed the question, but I feel like it's ambiguous. My my reading of the way that the the coordinated movement interacts with G jumper is only one of them can be part of a coordinated move because it says the proxy that activates gets the activating token and can do stuff. Mm. I'm not sure if it because of the way CB writes in kind of a conversational manner, if that's meant to be exclusionary or not. But I could definitely see a ruling come down that says only one one proxy can activate at a time when you're doing a coordinated order. Um, and then they did a bunch of different price increases on them. And, you know, the doctor and engineer went up by three points, which is a 30% increase from where they were 
Like, so three points isn't nothing. Right. Um, yeah, they the, did go up to, you know, they're not in their teens anymore. Yeah, the Mark II lost to Hidden Deployment. That's big. And, and cost four more points, which is a 20% price increase. Um, the Mark III, which they've always been struggling to get people to play, um, still actually is boat. less expensive and gained AP on the Spitfire. So that one got a buff. Maybe people will start playing it. It certainly seems <laughs> that after a bunch of creeping buffs over the years, it's certainly a unit that is primed. Uh, to be made. Uh, um, the Mark IVs are not ne- paying an SWC tax anymore. They used to cost two, and now they're down yeah. to 1.5 each for their weapons. Um, the FO. That's pretty standard across heavy infantry. Yeah. Yeah. The the FO gained uh, an extra SWC and lost its nanopulsor and also cost three points more, which again it's three points, but it's not it's a significant increase percentage wise over sure. what it cost. Yeah, yeah. Um and then the Mark V with the Mark 12 gun, it lost marksmanship level X, but it gained tri- triangulated fire. Which overall, for that particular profile, I think is a gain, which makes sense mm-hmm. given that that was by far the least popular of the Mark V profiles because the double SMGs was basically an auto include. So I wouldn't yeah. say that like post humans didn't get hit because they got hit in a couple different ways, but they're still, at least my opinion is, they're still really good. So. Well, all of that actually sounds good to me. It makes me feel a little bit better about everything. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they seem totally fine. I don't really I just read the jumper rule, and I was like, this is basically the same. Yeah. It's, but, it's no, basically see, the same. But losing hidden deployment points, is big. Yeah, the, the hidden deployment of the Mark II is Pretty, pretty much everything huge. is there if it's costed right, right? We'll if see it's if costed some, right. If some 15 and 20% price hikes on things make things a little more reasonable mm-hmm. right the lack of uh the lack of desirability on that mark 12 actually worked out to my favor i was able to score one pretty cheap that i'm going to turn into an agima marksman nice there you go yeah i i, I it's, it's not that the march profile is bad it's just that you have to take it instead of the ford observer and that's that's the thing and the ford observer getting hit now for a half SWC for no SWC gear whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, it at least is starting to make it a compelling, you know, decision point which one you want or whether to take either at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I always take the hacker instead of the sniper, Greg, but it's, you know, the hacker's great. I'm not complaining about that at all. Uh, in third edition, the hacker was my favorite of the two. Everyone would always tell me, oh, the sniper's an auto-include. And I'd be like... That's I mean, it's still a really damn tough uh, sniper you can put up somewhere. Yep. Losing the surprise factor, I feel like, hurts. Yeah. It hurts both a lot. But then, you know, being able to put the sniper on, like, a tall vantage point and put a Danavis underneath them to be able to do white noise in case they wanted to shoot at something with a visor. Mm-hmm. That was always really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. 
I mean, I, I sort of treat it like a, um, a Moira sniper, right? You do the same yeah, thing with exactly. it. You can threaten the flank with it. Seems reasonable and to it me. Costs less and is better. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, seems good. But in terms of things that have been, if you want to talk about, you know, always taking something. How about Pravati versus the Sofatect? Oh no. <laughs> so here's our here's our our friend the Sofatect, uh, who is who is excellent, right? It's a Doctor Engineer Whip 15 for 31 points. She's very good. Yes. But for the low, low price of seven points more, you get this, which is just such an upgrade. Yeah. Uh, it's so hard not everybody's to... got the extra structure, right? Yeah. So a full a full two structure. And does she have remote presence too? She does. So she's hard, really hard to take off the table. Mm-hmm. She's linkable. She's a competent gunfighter. Yeah, Wildcard is so nice. She's an engineer. I'm really kind of grumpy just because, like, I like the Sofitech model. And, like, you know, I did some homework and, like, compared profiles to be able to talk intelligently. And, like, the only thing that changed with the Sofitech was she gained a gizmo kit, which is something that is kind of, like, standard for, like, engineers in N4. And nothing else about her changed. Whereas there's pretty much nothing else, like you couldn't even look at like an addition change that like something meaningful changed. In. You know why? You know why you take a self attack? Why? Instead of because you're proxying Parvati with her because you don't well, want to buy an AGL <laughs> kit for fifty bucks. Oh, I don't know the reason. <laughs> Give me another reason. <laughs> because you really need seven points that badly. I mean, that is almost two orders. It's true. Yeah, she's faster by a little bit, but yeah, yeah. six four instead of six two. But you can link Parvati, so I don't. I don't think the speed matters anymore. Then it at uh, least Parvati is the and she has super jump, so she's she faster because you can like go over stuff. She heals two wounds. She engineers on eighteens. I mean, really, it's just the the implications of this and uh, what she can, you know do in a link right so this is a link that i would 100 percent take i would be right back i'm drinking heavily for this live stream sounds good (laughs) yeah so So, yeah it's on this link you can take an asura hacker lieutenant yep parvati right and then a rujas gunbot so the asura right has no wound in cap and two wounds so parvati can bring it back to full health right in one roll. And she can also pick up a Rudris on an 18. So that link is going to be really hard to put down. That's rude. How many points are we talking? 145 and zero swig. <laughs> but that's, okay. that's still such a beefcake link, right? It's, no, it's a beefcake link, but it's 140. Like your three-man Harris costs more than almost any core that I run. I mean, seems fine. <laughs> I will happily take that any day. That that might be one of the most expensive Harris's that you might actually ever see the table. Sure, but it's you might really, actually really see good. that on the table, though. I I intend to put it on the table. I was going to take it. I, this was the beginning of my panic room list, actually. Oh goodness, that would have been fun. And uh, my intention was to run it up to the panic room, 
cyber mask Lysura, throw her in there, and put Pravati in front of her in suppression. Because then you can't template her. You'd have to like oh. really carefully judge the distance. Uh, Which... You can angle up. Do you have to template directly center templates these days? No, you don't. I mean, like, okay, fine. You, I mean, you can... It would be really easy to angle that template to not hit the Asura. Then put Parvati, put put the Asura in front. Then that's also fine. That's hard. That makes it harder. That makes it significantly harder. Yeah. But Asuras don't block line of. If you're impersonating, would you be? I don't know. Anyway, I agree. Putting the Asura in front would make it harder, but it's not you impossible. Could... Clearly, but it does make things. It does make Adam's life more difficult, and that is the purpose of playing games against Adam. So, <laughs> um, but you know that. So, but the the issue with this is that uh, it is a it is a Harris only, right? You can't. The Asura is not a wild card, so you can't just like make a whole core. And I decided that right. I wanted to bring a whole core along because then I could really drag everything I wanted to the to the objective room. And the other change that happened is that Deva are now a wild card, which helped a lot. Oh, that, right. So that was the only reason why cool. what I brought worked because the Deva give you a slight discount on uh, a Yadu, which was the core of my list was a bunch of Yadu and yeah. Deva. So um, being able to just cram all those uh, no wooden cat bodies in there was really helpful. I like Deva being wild card. They kind of, to me, felt like a unit that they're they're meant to be everywhere. You know, yeah, they're, they used they're... to be able to join Dakini links, but now they and then they were core, and then they just made them flat out wild card this edition. Yeah, I think in the old edition you could also join a Deva with a Yadu Harris or something like that. Yeah, there was something like that. Yeah, you could do they that. They were very close, but not quite wild cards. Yeah, because Trisha used to count as a Deva, I believe. Oh, right. And then, so I would make a, a Rudris Yadu Trisha Harris when I was like fooling around with OSS back in N3. Um, but now Trisha is also wild card. So I think, I think uh, you know, any link that I make in the future will be Parvati Trisha and probably a bunch of Yadu. And then. Trisha can keep Parvati running, and Parvati can keep everybody else running. So, it's uh, it's pretty pretty can rude. Can Parvati keep herself running? Yes, I believe so. That's what I thought too. I haven't been keeping up to date whether you can fix yourself or not. I saw a rules question on that a while ago, and I mean, not if, not if she's unconscious. Sure, of course. But yeah, get through those two structures, then she has the two levels of. Uh, of unconsciousness. Right, right. Makes her remote presence. Yep. And of course, Trisha has EM minds. Just wanted to point that out. <sighs> you, that's that's why you like Trisha. I was like, I don't know about her. 26 points and I didn't see EM minds. Well, well then. The, the, the actual other reason, which is legitimate and has nothing to do with EM, is the fact that she's a linkable engineer that I could have dragged into the objective room. And so when you shot Parvati down and she survived because of remote presence, right, I would want to bring her back right. up with Trisha. So that that is definitely in my mind worth it, um, and being able to throw you you know EM mind in there is actually quite legitimate in Panic Room as well because that will stop most assaults cold. That's fair. At least a fair number of assaults cold. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I'm I when I play OSS, I'm not particularly interested in bikini core. Uh, I mean, that's not to say that it's bad. It's just not my play style. Um, it's definitely, if you want to get to 15 orders, you're sort of stuck with that, I think. 
right? There's other builds you can do. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I like the genie, though. They're I great. Mean, They're great. They I are just... an excellent line trooper. Mm-hmm. Like, some people want to call them attack remotes. They're really not built equipment rise to be attack remotes. They don't have repeaters and they don't really fall into that right. role. Yeah, they're a lot like unit they are, they are freaking phenomenal line infantry, probably some of the best in the game. <laughs> they yep. just happen to be hackable. <laughs> right. And they can go prone now, so they're legit line infantry. Yeah, being able to go prone is is huge for the Unitrons combined, so, and it's also huge here for the Dakini. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Okay, so speaking of Dakini attack remotes, right? They're not... Support wear isn't as present as it was. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, right? it never was highly present in Aleph because we know Aleph never had repeater coverage. So you can have a Dakini link with assisted fire, and that's great. And But both in 4th edition and 3rd edition, you didn't have the repeater coverage to be able to bring that easily up the board. But like you'd often have an Asura hacker on the table... Or you know you might your your Daisies and Naga are going to be at the table, so they're not going to be hacking back there. Um, sorry, Daisy, yeah, Daisies and Naga, but uh, or a David. They wouldn't be able to do a, a, a assisted fire anyway. Did they only have assault hackers? They were assault hackers back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Well, Davis. Da- killer hackers. Right. Davis still though. Donovas. But those options are still here. Like it hasn't. No, sure. But what I'm saying is that they're all still here, but now they can't offer support wear. Right. Only Evo right. offers support wear. So yeah, so. it's it's a little less prevalent, but with Dakini's inbuilt memetism and their line infantry prices, I think it's fine. I mean, I yeah. I generally don't spend the order buffing stuff anyway, but maybe they're I mean, just cause... A, a buffed up Dakini sniper was such a pain in the butt to deal with. I mean, like, but is it not a pain in, to deal with a non-buff Dakini sniper? I mean, it's about fifteen percent less of a pain of the butt to deal with. But I mean, like, it's still annoying, right? You're still <clears> going to win that fight eventually. Depending on your list, it just adds extra value to the Evo remote. I mean, I the one game of fourth edition I have played, I brought an Evo remote for assisted fire, or not for assisted fire. But for the assisted jump and to be able to fairy dust my Ashura, mm-hmm. I mean, if mm-hmm. you if I were building a Dakini link, you know, and had a Garud attack bot with a Spitfire, fifteen points for the Evo hacker might not be that bad anyway. Yeah, that's quite it's reasonable. Certainly less prevalent because you're not going to automatically have a hacking device plus with assisted fire on it in your list. You right. have to make the decision. Yeah, it becomes it. Yeah, you can't just accidentally have support wear because you took a hacker for other reasons. I would like to just take a moment to say I am drinking Aperture Pale Ale from Ex Novo Brewery. Ex Novo Brewery is a nonprofit that reinvests their profits in their neighborhood. Um, and it's a pale ale, not an IPA. Normally, I don't like pale ales because I don't like the malty flavor, but they have a this has a very strong citrus um, grapefruit sort of flavor to it, oh, gotcha. and it is excellent. So I just want to throw that out there if anyone's looking for a good citrusy 
beverage. Where is Ex Novo? They're local, aren't they? They're local. They're right by the Moto Center in Portland. Yeah, that's right. I've been wanting to go. No, I did go there. Uh, I went I've there been, once. I've been there once too. And their food in their like room in their um whatever was fucking phenomenal. And yeah. I want to go back there again, but between COVID and children and life, it hasn't happened yet. And Nate with the dumpster mouth tonight. What is up with that? <laughs> I'm drinking heavily. Dropping all right. So right. when this is all over, we'll go to Ex Novo, the three of us. How's that sound? That sounds lovely. All right. Sounds well, necessary. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, yes, right. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. OSS, so, is, OSS is great. Um, yeah, I, I think they're still phenomenal. You know, they were great in N3. I think that they're still going to be phenomenal in N4. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they didn't really get any any big buffs. Yeah, they got some. I will take you to the mat on that some more. Oh, do it. Please do. Maroots well, used to cost three SWC. Well, they should. Do they cost four now? Would you like to take a You've got the <laughs> army app open. Let's take a look at that Marut profile. Was it three for the lieutenant? It's two. Yeah, now it's two for the lieutenant and one and a half for the multi-HMG. That is a very significant change for list building with a rem- with a Marut. Yeah, and coming in under 100 points. Just mm-hmm. barely. <laughs> they they lost about 20 points off the cost of the Marut, and then the SWC was roughly cut in half. I just had to check. My avatar is, is two and a half. So he lost a full swick as well, but we're not talking about combined tonight. Um, I was just feeling we lost more than a full swick. We lost one and a half off of yeah, that's that's a lot. Um, roots Shakti being able to have Trinity plus one and number two is also really useful. Um, a thing just to note as far as general rule file rules changes is that the rudra is essentially plus one damage across all of the profiles rudra has plus one damage to the multi-rifle and the red fury and k1 essentially got a plus one damage buff in the addition sure right because damage 13 now yeah so k1 is never worse than being shot at with by a combi and frequently it's better um Thank god and um my my Morat Vanguard with uh, K1 Sniper is still crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, but, no, the, the Maru is terrifying still. Uh, did it have MSV3 before? Or was it always no, two? No, it was, it was always, always two. Okay. That would be ridiculous otherwise. I mean, it's still with 15. It cost another 20 points if it was MSV3 for no good reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's MSV2 for no good reason, if you ask me. Um, no yeah, one's no, asking. That, Adam. I, oh, this is my show, damn it. I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I like oh. the plus three discover that the Shukra, the Shukra consultant picked up. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's cool. They have discover plus three. Well, that's cute. Yeah, so, I, I think anything that came with the biometric visor got that. Yeah. Yeah. But, that is a pretty nice little change, just because that's helpful for discovering those camouflage mar- markers. Um, and Yadu got some significant revisions, in my opinion. Yeah. 
But yeah, the Shikra is still counterintelligence and chain of command in the same profile, so it's a lot of extra command in one spot. And in operations, they also have a lieutenant profile with Strategos. Yes, and Strategos, I think, is way better than it used to be, although Strategos level 2 is still weird to me. Um, Yadus, their movement went up to 6-2 instead of being 4-4, so they're faster. They all gain number 2 all around. Holy hell, I didn't pick up that they were faster even in our game, John. Uh, that's because I didn't either. <laughs> Holy crap. They're 6-2 medium infantry. Yeah. yeah. Medium- um, well, I'll well, remember that for the next one. Jeez. No. <laughs> the HMG also cost a half a swick less than it used to. Yep. Yep. Um, and then they used to have a number of profiles with combis that got adjusted to have multi-rifles, which I have mixed feelings about because multi-rifles are better, but combi rifles are cheaper. <laughs> so... <laughs> Do any of the models have combi rifles? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because the combi rifles were a combi um, Emirat, and they had like a combi rifle, like Emirat amalgamation. Oh, you're right. One of the four sculpts had that particular gun. So who knows? Maybe it'll get added back in in some weird way. They've been kind of going back and doing that with a couple snare or a couple. Profiles that they upgraded, like Miranda, they gave her a multi-rifle, and they're like, well, now she, the model has a combi. So they went back and threw in a combi profile, which is now John's favorite profile. Yep. We'll see what happens. Getting a Ford Observer with an Emirat and a combi back and then a point discount would certainly be not unwelcome, having that as an extra option. But but the 6-2 move is a pretty big improvement. As far as I'm um, concerned, the heavy rocket launcher also lost a half a swick as well. Looking at my notes, so I really like that profile. It's really really I nice. Love, I love that profile too. Um, I just it's for me the, it's the cheapest HMG, one. Well, the HMG though having the NCO just makes it so much more flexible. Like I want to take the heavy rocket launcher for my love of blowing stuff up with fire. But the HMG all the time, and I'm like, oh, when the face to face roll, and then I can use the lieutenant order if I want to activate the link. And well, hey, taking taking that Yadu HRL would give you the points to upgrade yourself attacked to Parvati. <laughs> I almost that profile that profile is almost dead to me now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you? Do you want do you want the HMG and the Zovatect, or do you want the HRL and Parvati? I mean, the trick is to just take both. And yeah, find point somewhere else is the correct answer. That's what I did. It worked fine. <laughs> um. Also notable, Dart. She lost her bioimmunity and gained shock immunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the fact that the viral bow. Is downgraded to a tactical bow on the mind yeah. profile is intentional. Oh. I just thought that was weird. So you can choose to have EM grenades and yes. a viral bow, or you can have a tack bow and shock uh, mines. And that is intentional, although somewhat out of character since she's all about crazy bio warfare. Yep. Well, um, I, mean, I think that just means there's only one useful profile. <laughs> for John, the one hint, it's the one with the M. Yes. For, for non John people, there's, I feel like, still things to think about. 
but yeah, I actually yeah. like the mine access in my um, in my military orders. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, if in... you don't lose a whole lot because viral is kind of seems to be to me a keyword that yes. mainly is used as far as shot the total immunity and stuff like that. It yep. is a, a vulnerability. So there aren't a whole lot of things that seem to keyword off of viral. So I'm not convinced that going down to attack is a big weak, a big weakening of the bow. I mean, it is a bit, but not significantly. Was she was she climbing plus before? Yeah, she always has been. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So she I mean, has awful lot of shenanigans walking up behind people and shooting them with the bow from around a wall and them not knowing it, and it's awesome. I mean, the the only thing, the only difference thing between tack bow and viral bow is that the the viral bow is da plus shock and it goes against BTS. Yeah. So sure, there's there's that. Um, I'm really more interested in the EM mines there because, like, in a in an army which doesn't have a lot of access to mines, then yeah, I agree, it's probably worth it to think about the mines profile. But you know, you have access to AVA three Naga, so you don't really need that. And I kind of want the threat of of EM in the midfield. So yeah, I ha- kind of really feel like it depends on just how you built your list. Yeah, because if you've got EM and anti-armor from other sources, the shock mine is probably going to be more useful as far as midfield hunting. But if you don't have those options from other things in your list, the the EM option, I feel like, is going to win out. Well, so speaking of terrifying things in the midfield and the perfect segue unit into Steel Phalanx. We're not there yet. It's like what Andromeda. We're not there yet. Where are we? Where are we? Uh, I also just wanted to note that the Apsara having yes. the G jumper changed to Rem Driver while yep. she's still expensive seems like a pretty big hit as far as she is concerned. True. Yeah, I have no real interest in ever taking her. I mean, I don't like it. She buffs um, Dikini or another option. Would be a TR bot a lot more than one of the Merc Rem drivers does because she increases that BS by two pips instead of one. Sure. Mm-hmm. She's really expensive compared to what you are paying for a Rem driver for. So I don't know. I feel sad for her, but I don't know what I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I need to put her on her list. She's not really doing anything for me that other stuff in the sectorial does. Doesn't do. I mean, twenty-two points to get whip fourteen and BS thirteen. Yeah, but I could just take another one of the thing that I would write. I could take two Dakini HMGs or two TR bots for that price. Right, that's fair. Right, so yeah, like she would be hard. She'd be hard to fit in a list just because it's. I mean, if anything, you're playing Alef, right? Like you need yeah. points. Yeah, I mean, like, and I think this sort of goes down to the whole thing where it's like, well. I I generally tend to favor things that give me better positioning as opposed to better stats, right? So I'd rather have um, two TR bots than this one and a buffed TR bot. Admittedly, a BS13 TR bot sounds terrifying, but, you know, like, having two seems better than one. I mean, a BS13 TR bot is approaching the level that you had when you could just assisted fire them back in last well, edition. And you can you can do both ram driver and assisted fire now. You can stack that. But you're putting an awful lot of points in one TR bot at that point. 
It does yeah, have climbing plus. Can murder some stuff with that. A, a TR bot with burst four hitting on 16s. That's 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 nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Or a, a linked a linked Dakini hitting on potentially what uh 19s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely have to pay for it, but it certainly can be get up there as far as levels of nastiness. You you have to pay for it, but I wouldn't want to go get somebody who did. Well, unless you were playing steel and just threw out smoke grenades and ignored them. Well, kind of. Oh, yeah, they don't have MSV1, so... No, they don't. (laughs) They do not. (laughs) Not too bad. And then, you know, as far as the Apsara and the killer hacking device, I'm just not even sure, like... You again, I guess it's an all right killer hacker, but you could just take spend a few more points and get a Naga who's just as good at it, but also has marker state and can surprise attack and starts in the midfield and everything right. else. So, yeah, it, it is, it is a whole 11 <laughs> points more, but yeah, it does I, a lot so... more than just killer hack something from your backfield. Yeah. Right? Would you rather have that Naga or would you rather upgrade yourself a tech to Parvati? Jesus. <laughs> you gotta pay for that somewhere. Yeah, I think you start the list by starting with Parvati and then you see what happens. Parvati net rods next. Yeah. Well the nice thing is that one like one interesting thing though is um is that you can do the following, which is to take like a link with a missile bot in it, and you put a hacker of your favorite choice in there and some other thing. And then as you wander around, you can, because BS attack guided is now a short skill, you can literally walk, you know, four to six inches, spotlight a thing, walk another four to six inches, missile it, walk, right? Like, I was waiting for you to bring that up. This is the thing you can do. Talk about it all day. It's a thing. It's, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Yeah. Having the linked, the linked uh, missile bot with the way guided works now is pretty interesting. Yeah. So like, and the fact that you can just squeeze it into a, a normal coordinated fire, anyways, if the yeah. model's targeted, it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous, mm. right? So like this this is a, this is a legal link, Yadu NCO HMG. They have a hacker on Whip 15 and a missile bot. So anything yeah. that the that the the Yadu might have trouble with up close, you just missile, target and missile. I like that. It seems nice. Served me very well in Panic Room. And the I also just want to say, and I know you guys mentioned this before, but on other casts, but the Garuda combi rifle gaining the um, Ford yep. Observer is also nice. Yeah, that's a big deal. That is a really big deal. It makes that profile attractive. Whereas they before, didn't, I didn't. They really didn't have a special stops before, did they? They did not. No, no they did not. No. And that's a pretty is, big deal. This is the only one without a model too. True. Well, a current model, you might. Yeah, be that's, that's true. That's true. There you go. But is that really awful to put together an old one? I I don't I don't want it. <laughs> don't, don't. I don't want it either. Yeah, don't don't make me. I won't build it for you. I will not make you because I will not buy one. <laughs> but no, that's a pretty rad profile. Yeah, now you've got an airborne deployment mimetism six four specialist. Go push buttons for twenty points. Seems Quite good. affordable. All right. 
Shall we talk about Andromeda? Did Did you yes. want to do your segue, Adam? Do I Do I have your permission now? You do. <laughs> Thank you. It's your so, show. So let's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Andromeda. So this is a model that like people made fun of me for buying and liking. Um, and I remember like Eric, I'm pretty sure, or maybe it was you, Nate, was like, I'm never going to buy that model. And then the rules got updated. And now everybody's like, yeah, Andromeda. <laughs> was it you? <laughs> I would like to say that I bought her as an alternative alpha. <laughs> I bought I her. Like, oh, darn. Awesome. <laughs> I bought her as a, uh, as a Zonautica <laughs> proxy. I bought her because I wanted Andromeda. Good. Just gonna put it out there. Andromeda. Good for you. I didn't think she was good, but my my OCD and completionist was like, I hope I can have her in my army. So your body is ready. My body is so ready. Holy hell. Okay, so Andromeda, she got everything you could have asked for. Um she's NWI shock immune. Yay. Mm-hmm. She's got. I didn't think she had mimetism before. I'm having a hard time remembering. Like she did. She's always yeah. been mimetism. A, she's been lacking in camo, which she's still. That's right. She's still lacking in camo. Uh, really, the biggest thing is the way guard works. That just is huge for her. Yeah. So she's going to afford to play eight inches or infiltrate with plus six, which I think is then affected by the negative three netting you landing on a fifteen over the halfway mark. And then she can CC with a decharge from eight inches away with martial arts three and uh, CC twenty one. That's a real All thing. All of that is amazing. Yep. I mean, none of that really matters uh, in terms of like killing stuff. Uh, what really matters is her ability to hit objectives that need to be CC'd uh, from eight inches away. Thank That's you, a Nate. big deal. Yeah, no, her being able to go just go punch the AC2 without moving. She can deploy and just attack it immediately. Yep. That's yeah, what, she can deploy almost a foot away from it. That's what Eric did in his game versus Clint. And he, yeah, but then he didn't do it. Then he didn't do it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Eric, ragging on you a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the ability to CC something without having to base to base it. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's very fine. silly. It's ridiculous well, it in living and sabotaging. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, you've her... got you've got jammers and EM mines and everything to keep me from getting to your AC two. Don't yeah. care. Yep. Oh, just a terrifying corner guard. You walk around the corner, and what's going to happen? Like, okay, well, you, you might get hit with CC twenty. Four and you at negative three if the UCC back because mm-hmm. now martial arts, if I remember correctly, it only affects the CC roll. Is that right, John? No, it affects other stuff, Ooh, it affects everything. It does? Yep, I thought mm, I'm gonna double check now because I call now only if oh, it is a still an opponent mod. Interesting because I call got changed in a way where it only affects if they declare CC attack, where previously it worked on everything, including weird things like dodging. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Okay, so Eichel was written to affect thing to affect when you declared the dodge skill, the CC skill, and there might have been one other yeah. engage, right? So, and that was the way in the Eichel was written, and now it's just CC attack negative three yeah. or negative six. So, anytime that you're declaring CC attack, your opponent suffers that face to face mod. I'm not 100% sure on that. That's the way I thought it worked. Okay. Somebody corrected me, and now I don't know what's right, and it's N4, and we don't have an FAQ yet, so... Well, and I don't know, because I have played one game, but that is my understanding of how it works. Who's who's right, Clint? Clint, Clint is our local... Uh... Clint says he is, and I am he. Uh, so, clearly... <laughs> clearly, it can't be the one in front of me. Nope, Obi, <laughs> Obi disagrees. Fight! Obi agrees uh, with you. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. but anyways, that we'll, we'll get to her in a minute. Um, and hopefully by then, they will have sorted it out for us, and we can talk about it like we knew all along. Yep. Um, it's so great Andrew, to have resources that aren't you. Right? Right. No, so... Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, so Andromeda is really good now. She's actually worth taking... Um, I'm, I go back and forth between the forward deploy and the infiltration. That's yeah, that's an interesting thing. I mean, it's not significantly more expensive. Three points is absolutely something I'm willing to pay. The question is, uh, will you actually use the over infiltrate or not? I think the answer is most of the time no, unless it's looting and sabotaging. And you're going first. And you're going For first. Sure. Yeah. So in most other cases, I probably wouldn't do it because she's so big. Right, and it's hard to protect her from getting shot from a funny angle. Um, mm-hmm. So, just related to how big she is, that is another general rules change that helped her a lot because you can go through spaces that are half your base size or smaller now. Yes, true. Yep. So before she couldn't climb up a ladder because she was too fat. Now, yeah. as long as that ladder is four inches or shorter, she can move up that ladder. Very true. Yeah, she's uh, nothing. Nothing bad to say about her. Just, I mean, it, it it takes a little bit of finesse to play her, but definitely not as much as it did before. She's certainly a far more appealing profile, and as far as like guarding an area or blowing up an AC two, she definitely can provide coverage that nothing else can mm-hmm. can match as far as the type of utility she provides. Yeah, yeah, she. I- she like triples down on the you cover the the bad decision making right because yeah as some profile she could depending on what your aro is right she could zapper you mm-hmm. that's that sucks <laughs> with her shock immune and nwi like she might not care whatever you did back to her she is very good at area denial yep. or an objective room or something like that yeah Absolutely true. Well, still so, having experienced still. them uh, in the spectator seat as well as the uh, the ring, um, they still hit like trucks. Right? Yeah. Steel Steel Phallus is still absolutely amazing. Yep. Like, there's there's some groaning and whining on the internets, but there's always groaning and whining on the internets. Well, the, cha- um, the change monster stops by for a visit, so. Yeah, right? So everybody panic. Yeah. Um, you know what got me panicking was how much shock immunity they have now. 
I can no I longer crit you with say, my Aragon. Like, I always, like, Steel has been, like, my favorite sectorial to play just because it's a fucking riot. Like, I never thought that I would want to play Steel when I started playing Aleph. I was like, oh, stupid whatever heroes, they're not cyberpunk. I bought Phoenix because, you know, he's so stupid, and same thing with Machion, and then all of a sudden I'm playing Steel, I'm like, this is the most fun I've ever had playing a war game, just because they have so many options. Like, mm. you I shoot you with a nanopulsor, throw a smoke, like, like, and you know, I understand how, like, proliferation of shock and different things that, like, happened with the meta in N3, at least could be viewed as like significantly hurting steel's competitiveness. I whenever I took steel out, I never felt I was at a disadvantage. Like never, ever. Like all of the people whining, I felt like we're just people whining. And the changes that steel got with N4, like I feel like steel just made out like bandits. So I just wanted to play them even more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but it goes back to what you said earlier, right? If you are rolling arm and hoping you don't get hit with a shock weapon when you're not shock immune, right? You lost the face to face, and Seal should always be winning the face to face. Unless you're playing against Arushi, that can be a bad time. True. <laughs> Very true. Maybe everyone who whines is just playing against ISS. <laughs> Man, that's that's what it is. It's all it's all Pete Setchell's fault. <laughs> Pete Setchell oh, scourge of the internet. Or Pete. Uh, but no, so Seal Phalanx picked up a lot of shock immunity on their characters, which now makes their characters uh a lot tougher. You know, be like Phoenix, for example. Now he has NWI and Shock Immune, which makes your ODD HRL even more of a pain in the ass. Um and he was discounted five points. Oh my god. Was he 40 before? Yes, he was, and now he's 35. <laughs> so which gross. is not an inconsiderate price reduction for being no. better than he was before. That's a fair amount. Yeah. Phoenix um, is is a is a dick bag. I hate him. I hate seeing him on the table. It is the he worst. Also being Two points of close combat, and normally I wouldn't be talking about close combat changes of just one or two points from addition changes, but when you are above close combat 20, we all know how overcharging close combat dice work. Yep, right, it's pretty significant. <laughs> yeah, and he has the all-important plus three, so he's at 26. Pretty gross. Uh, it's... It's pretty nice. Yeah, no. So Phoenix is amazing. I mean, and he's he was good in close combat before. Now he's even more terrifying because, you know, he needs a weakness. Um, he's not a specialist. No, but you know but who is? Eudoros is. Yeah, I was going to say Eudoros is now. Like, so he's basically, he's baby Achilles. He does suffer a little bit from the change to martial arts level four. He's no longer burst two in close combat. Um, but I'll get over it right now. Well, he did gain two points of close combat as well. Yep, he went up to 23. So with MA4, he's hitting a damage 16 double action on CC26. Seems pretty good. Not bad. All that extra inch of dodging is really nice in the sectoral because they have good fizz all the way around. They also yes. gained an extra nanopulsor. 
Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I mean, I think the... I'm glad they didn't give them all plus two inches of dodge because that would make them really terrifying. Like right. Being able to dodge four inches around the corner would be brutal. But... Well, speaking of dodging four inches around the corner, it is brutally swole. Patroclus. So Pat- he got he got macho. Um, Did he? Well, so he went from being like a, a one wound, I think, NWI. He was NWI. Mm-hmm. Right? To yep. a proper two... Proper two wounds, heavy infantry, with a freaking HMG. True. Like just yeah, like he's in steel failings. Clearly, nobody's using this HMG. <laughs> so I had a lot of mixed feelings at first because while he gained a lot of things, he lost ODD. He gained hackable because yep. he used to be an MI. Um. And those are some pretty significant hits between if we are right about the way the meta shakes out as far as hacking and mm. ODD is just a, an amazing skill in general. Um, after reflecting upon this for quite some time and thinking about how I feel about it, I think that overall, like my opinion of it, at least so far, is that he made out well. And the reason for that is because if you are doing um, a hollow projector, your opponent essentially has a one in three, or if they're linked to two and three chance of guessing correctly and getting a one-on-one, like, you know, face-to-face, a one-to-your-four burst face-to-face roll. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, generally speaking you should be able to leverage that although there might be if needed like an order tax to be able to re hollow echo if you if things don't go the way that you want them to but i think overall like it's more the the changes he received are a buff over where he was and mm-hmm. and to clarify, he gained two close combat, six BTS. He gained a double nanopulsor, double nanopulsor, the plus one attack or plus one damage on his BS attack, um, the extra dodge distance and the dodge bonus, and then he gained the specialist operative and NCO as well. So he gained a whole kind of like pickup truck full of buffs. Yeah, I, I rarely saw him on totally the table before. I took him two or three times in N3, and like he rocked it every time I took him. But it was always really... You always felt really kind of... Since he was so expensive, and he was NWI, and shock is a thing, mm-hmm. you always felt like super risky whenever you would do anything with him. And now I feel like he's gained a consistency. Mm-hmm. At the loss of, you know, the high-end owning everything with ODD. That's fair. Yeah, it is a, it is a very different unit overall. And, uh, and the spe- specialist operative as well. Like, he can, he's a one-stop shop. Yeah, that's true. He is like a, like a, like a mini Achilles that can I push buttons to. So, that's pretty um, cool. In just like when you're making lists, you just always want to keep in tr- keep in mind like a good lie to be telling with your hollow projector, like 
uh, stuff that has always really kind of panned out for me is doing something like being like three daikini paramedics and vanilla and then your opponent because that's something you legitimately would take for orders they're cheap specialists they're sure. gunfighters for the price or whatever and then all of a sudden your daikini paramedic happens to be patrocles with a heavy machine gun and he's going to murder you and press buttons so that's fair. I kind of want to get a uh, a post-human HMG to convert my own Patroclus to make a to make the more beefcake version of him. I, <laughs> Just I all fucked like up. Right. I kind of feel like the classic model at least has the Myrmidon aesthetics, even though he's smaller. I mean, Adam I mean, will sculpt all that crap on it. No, yeah, he'll look like a Myrmidon. Just big chonky Myrmidon with an HMG. I just why him walking around the corner and laying waste to everything with that gun. <laughs> and I don't know, like the old Patroclus model did look a lot like Achilles, like which is what it's supposed to look like. Um but he's just like a, a dude in a jumpsuit with a sword. I mean isn't that all of Steel Phalanx? <laughs> I love Steel Phalanx. They're so fun. They they are they are not particularly fun to get run over by. <laughs> I'll say that. No, I'm not responsible for your poor decisions. Yeah, right. But it it is it is a it is definitely a uh, a tough challenge. You you have to really think carefully about what you're going to leave out, how you're going to blunt the attack. Right. I basically you know in my last game against Steel with you, Adam, I just sort of did my best to slow things down and slowed it down just enough, and I barely was able to sneak something out at the end, but. I mean, you did a really good job of blowing all of my crap up. Well, right, right. You think about that, Patrickles. You tell the right lie and tell your opponent. You know, your opponent will then misdeploy, and then right. you can exploit that. Because, mm-hmm. as you said, you just were barely holding on. Imagine if your AROs were set up entirely wrong to handle that shit. True. You'd be sad. Yeah, I mean, Adam feelings. was sad when he thought Patrocles was an Agema missile launcher. Shut up! He ended up being Patrocles. <laughs> oh, that was that was. <laughs> what I want to know is how you kept the straight face through that whole thing, Nate. It it he like channeled his his inner Barakil, right? Like he had his Michael Delarge. Well, like, I like I, I feel like it's my internal Borg. There you go. Holy hell, that Being was Borg so implants. frustrating. Was I playing USA? I, was playing... I feel okay. like it was combined. I was playing something that relied on a lot of smoke. I think you were playing Caledonia. It might, I think it might have been Caledonia before I got rid of him. And I was just like, I was burning orders to not use Impetuous to walk out in front of this stupid missile launcher. Oh, that was like, that's, that is the worst anybody's ever got me with. With hollow projector, with hollow projector, I've certainly gone you with worse things. Sure, sure, but with... now let's talk about Scylla. Yes, uh, well, let's talk about her. Which I'm, I'm both glad that I don't have to face old Scylla anymore. Yeah, but also sad because now I have Scylla. She's single-handedly <laughs> lost you games. Yes, so she can't cyber mask anymore. <sighs> Which is such a bummer, um, especially when Bitten Kiss still can. And so can the new Razors. Oh, sorry, the Raptors. Oh, yeah, the Raptor hacker. So 
Which is the yeah. reason to play Starmada. Right? So she can't cyber mask anymore, but I think she fits in a very different place now than what she used to be. Um, I think she's much more of a defensive beast than an offensive beast. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to your thoughts. Right? So <clears throat> you can move up, you can give yourself a very wide hacking net. Right? Like this one model can cover uh, 32 inches quick math of table with repeater radius. <clears throat> That's a lot. That's a lot just for herself. If you have her as an Evo, she also covers that whole huge radius with support wear. So if you have remotes that you want support on, I'm kind of actually leaning away now from the Evo. I tried it out. It was fun. I was able to do support wear. In a steel, but not an ASA. Correct, correct. An ASA, totally different Totally different army. Yeah. For steel, I would probably go with the regular hacking device. Um, because then you have you can go against the variety of targets with this huge, again, this huge repeater net. Mm-hmm. And then you can still tr- blow people's brains up with Trinity. Yeah. Well, you blew and the ECM hacker minus three is a thing that I missed and got my serious hacker killed. So. Yep. That's that's yeah, that's a real ECM thing. Hacker minus three was what I was going to mention when Adam forgot to mention it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you beat me to it. So between the fact that she's got Trinity at plus two damage, an ECM hacker minus three, and then built in firewalls from her from her Deva bots, mm-hmm. yeah. she's inflicting a negative six on her opponent, a plus three on her at a plus two damage Trinity. Like, she is probably one of the top three killer hackers in the game. Yeah. I mean, you've got your anathematic or whatever HMG killer hacker. Brain and HMG. Then, hmm? And then I'm kind of starting to come at a loss at a killer hacker that I'm... Uh, and Billy, because Billy's just dumb. Yeah. And after that, <laughs> you're kind of out of better hackers. Yeah, and the active, she can definitely, in the active turn, just, like, wipe the table clear of hackers yeah she's a really powerful anti-hacker tool i mean maybe that's the thing that we didn't really consider right because uh you didn't really take in our game you didn't take any hi seal guys i don't think not really but if you did you could have just like used her as a big like hacking zamboni and just like (laughs) just like deleted all of my hackers as you walked across the table I kind of feel like you're 100% correct there. Right? You're just like, yeah. okay, done. You can. In our like... game, I really should have deployed her more centrally and then relied on the extended radius from the bots on either side to cover all three of the objectives in Mind Wipe. The yeah. other thing that I think is really, really, really worth noting on her is she's got a pitcher in BS12. Oh, and yeah. Aleph is really short on repeater coverage they are yeah so being able to throw out that repeater to be able like wherever the hell you want to be able to mine to zamboni other hackers or whatever is a really big deal and the only other like you know you've got her you've got the maris who we haven't gotten to and then mm-hmm. you've got the Danavis. Those are the only three like deployable repeater-ish options Aleph has. So Scylla, as far as repeater network, is like an inbuilt 
Aleph repeater network in herself. And in addition to her being a Zamboni, she has the tools. <laughs> she comes with the tools to use it. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right. Thamaris is still a very weird hacker. Um, yeah, before I used to like him in steel because he was the cheapest oh, source of support. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, oh. One thing, the one thing I want to throw out that I think is just an interesting thing to note is that Scylla's bots have ECM hacker negative three two. They do. Oh, neat. So they're harder so if you to, have to that isolate. Situation where, like, you know, you walk your bot on top of the enemy hacker, and then it causes an ARO. And if for some reason the enemy hacker decides they want to try to go after the bot instead of protect themselves from Scylla, they're going to eat a negative three if they try to hack that bot too. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that is something that is at least worth remembering. If they tried to suicide themselves into the bot, they're still going to be eating a negative three. That's fair. Um, but right. yeah, so on to Thamaris. I used to take him because he was the cheapest support wear. Now he's not support wear, and he's also not the cheapest support wear. He's a weird dude, right? So 23 points or in half a swick for a regular hacking device. Whip 14 is solid. ETS 3, meh. But journals level 2. Oh, he journals left-handed and right-handed. <laughs> Dear diary. Um, he has zero pain, so he's you know, he, he's harder to kill as a hacker with other hackers. He's just buying time uh, though at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, an extra burst flash pulse and a pulsar. Well, flash pulse got buffed though. I mean, well, it, sorry, it 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 didn't. It got buffed and nerfed at the same time because now yeah. it forces two BTS saves instead of one, which is pretty rad. Um, but uh, you can't give it more burst in a link. So there's that. He can't. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just saying flash pulse in general. Yeah. So I feel like Thamaris became a lot more attractive. Like, what about him? Well, the just offhand, the pitcher access, I feel like you're going to want to be able to build a repeater access, repeater network more than you were before. It's more important. Being able to have a pitcher to be able to get that network deployed is important. The flash pulse, being a burst to flash pulse, means that he can do things like open lanes, potentially that he might not have been able to do before, at least as a Hail Mary. And then a Pulsar is a much better, just like peace trading piece than a Nano Pulsar is being able to cover extra area. That's true. It is also a whip 14 intuitive attack. mm -hmm. So I feel like without like doing like any sort of serious reconfiguring on him, like I feel like he at least has reasons to be taken in vanilla Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um probably not so much in steel because you know if you're going to be zambonying you're going to be using scylla but if you're trying to get you know leverage and assure you took somewhere else being able to get extra repeater coverage out for her like he's cheaper than taking scylla on her own sure that's true so, but I mean, know, like, I, if you're in vanilla, though, I mean, I see the case for why you don't do it in steel, but if you're in vanilla, why not just take a Danavis for basically the same cost? Because of the extra point, because if you're taking an Ashura hacker, you already have hacking device plus access. Sure. Like, you already have white noise. 
Amaris is actually useful as an attack piece between an assault pistol and Pulsar and Flash Pulse 2. And he's better at getting repeaters out there because he's got one more yes. Twelve on his pitcher than Danavis on an eleven, and he's got no wound incapacitation, so he can double as a deployment zone guard or something. Sure. So if you're already taking an Ashura hacker and you want to leverage her using additional pitchers, I feel like Thamaris is a more natural choice than a Danavis would be. Mm. That's an interesting case for him. Yeah, you've sold me. I definitely yeah. would entertain that if I was taking if I was taking <laughs> uh, hacking device plus somewhere else. <laughs> self self congratulate. Um, I am man. not a crook. <laughs> so many profiles has got BV. Okay, so we talked a bit about shotguns. Uh, an interesting thing is that a lot of the profiles that Steel Failings had that had shotguns lost their nanopulsor. That happened Aleph wide. Yeah. yeah. And I heard a lot of moaning about it. And I think it only matters in the ARO. Right? Because in the active turn, if you have a boarding shotgun, you want burst 2 damage 14 most of the time instead of burst 1 13 against BTS. Sure. They have to have a ridiculously high BTS or armor and low BTS to right. make that. And anything with that... ridiculously high armor is either Ariadne. Or uh, also has high BTS. Yeah, like Marmers think it's hilarious. Yeah, Marmers are excited by this. And then yeah. so that's about it. And even then, I actually don't know if the math works out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it, I think Burst 2 is still, is still better, but you know, yeah. some folks so are. It I, only I, really matters in Arrow. Well, I, I think, I think the, the statement that was made was that don't take away the choice from me. And I think that's the sure. real complaint and not the, the loss of nanopulsor is that now they don't have the choice yeah but i mean hacking <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's what they did with all of hacking and everyone was stoked because they got rid of all the redundant choices right um and that actually makes me a little bit sad because knowing <laughs> when to to red rum and when to skullbuster <laughs> Skullbuster. I'm a better the... player, I swear, because I know which one is right. <laughs> Captain Spud told me so. Yep. He helped me. All right, like the fact they needed a third party app for hacking is proof that their hacking needed to get fixed. Yeah. Um But some something that, that I shamefully really like and that I'm at having Dan like print out a bunch of new weapons for my Thrakatai. Uh Zero Swick Thrakatai light rocket launchers. And now they have their <sighs> own. The, <laughs> just, there we go. I was waiting for the groan. They have their own um, dirt cheap Enoatarkos unit. Yep. Which has a good I'll gun on out, it. Yep. It has an emitter and a boarding shotgun, but there I mean, go. you're really taking it for the emitter. I mean that's actually a really reasonable thing to do in a in a in a link, boarding shotgun or emitter. I would be very happy to take that if I played steel, which I don't. So. Yeah, but so now for the so, the. We're not hmm? responsible for your poor choices either. <laughs> so for the low low price of sixty six points, you get three light rocket launchers and an emitter. I'm a fan. And and no swick. Um, so uh, in full disclosure, when they were talking about 
they're going to do something special for Thrakatai because they have so few characters, which I don't buy, but whatever. I um, concur. I actually agree with you for once. Yeah, and when they were proposing something different, I was saying that if they added in just a Thrakatai with the skill, they should have one Thrakatai with Fireteam Harris. Huh. So it would do kind of the same thing, but it would prevent a four-man link. So if you wanted a four-man link, you still have to go Enomotarkos. Sure. Because the whole point of, Enomotar- of, of an Enomotarkos like, is that it is somebody important with their retinue. That's what an Enomotark was. He was the leader of a small retinue of, of blood-bound warriors to him. Like, it was really fitting fluff-wise. This dude doesn't need better. <laughs> Listen okay. to him. He's he's got he a, a shotgun. Yeah, he has a shotgun. He's important. Literally, none of the rest of us carry shotguns. He must be the important one. <laughs> so, like, kind of pointless moaning aside. Like, I just don't like it from a thematic perspective. Sure. Um, mechanically, I'll take this link all freaking day long. Yep. I'm not sure I'd take the link all freaking day long. Oh my god. That link is all the things I love. You're right. What I would I don't basically it's a good link, but I feel like it's it's playstyle dependent. I mean, I really am used to using the FO Thoricatai as like backup specialists and just good direct template corner guards and stuff like that. And being able to do a cheap link with those guys instead of paying the extra points for the heavy rocket launcher, which is still just BS twelve and burst two. Do they always have chain rifles? Yeah. Yeah. They've really? always had that. The model has a chain rifle. I always thought yeah. it was an antipulsor. Oh, well. Yep. I mean, and to be fair, what I'd really do is I'd spend 12 more points and upgrade that Enomotarko's guy to Thrasimedes with a light rocket launcher anyhow. Yeah. So I get four light rocket launchers for 78, and one of them is 360 visor with an ODD and a specialist operative. I feel like that's far more appealing. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can have all of the things that you want, right? Like, this is the beauty of a link. You can take all of these things together and have them be friends. So, so or I don't, Bloodbound I, Warrior so the guy with an emitter. So I'm glad that they <laughs> like the emitters and that they have an emitter guide for that option, but I don't feel like the 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 battery of light rocket launchers plus an emitter is going to be like some sort of significant spam game changer that'll melt people. Like, it's still BS-12 and Burst 2. Like, sure. with no mods, you're going to be... like. It's, any competent gunfighter will likely be able to chew through that link if they want to. It does. I, I think the, the more likely link is two light rocket launchers with an emitter. It's only 50 points. And the fact and that I can have... become invulnerable to intruders. I can have five of those links. No, you couldn't. Okay. The rookies are ABA6. Oh, I can have two of those links for 100 points. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. Like it, it, well, it's 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 definitely good. I, I I guess the thing that I was gonna say earlier was that the light rocket launcher does make me be more careful when I'm moving my competent gunfighter around because if that competent gunfighter is in a link, I can't just like willy nilly just throw them against the wall. And like you know, stack up behind him. I have to think about it a little bit now, and that may, in some cases, cost me an order. One hundred percent truth. So there, there is the headspace occupa- occupation, which I, which I am willing to pay points for. Yep. And finally, you know what I can do? You know what I can do just for you? I can take 
five Thracatai with light rocket launchers, one with the emitter and Thrasimedes, and get a link of three and a link of four for mere 128. That sounds like all the fun you want. <laughs> so what do you guys think of Ajax? Oh my god. Yes, is what I think. I love that model. And now he has four deploy eight inches. So, it's quite affordable for what he's bringing, too. Yeah. yeah he's 46 points is steep, but he is basically three wounds. Well, 46 points is the new version right 39 points is precisely what he cost in last edition so there's no point change at all there and for no point change he gained plus two close combat which is already over 20 we know how i feel about that Mm -hmm. he gained bs attack plus one damage he gained bs attack plus one burst so it's not just dual combi rifles but he's also got a dual nano pulsar or whatever his and a dual ap heavy pistol Mm -hmm. he's got martial arts three which he never had before because he was a natural born warrior now he's natural born warrior and ma3 he gained mimetism he gained all of that for no price (laughs) he is he is insane um, and then so you gain four deployment plus eight for seven points. Worth it. Yeah, I think I think laughs in Greek is what I need to like subtitle right here. Yeah. Um, Ajax is pretty pretty awesome right now. I I you know he he's the same thing that you run into with all of Steel Phalanx, where it's like I want all the things. Yeah. Why are all the things costing points? <laughs> <laughs> like I really wanted to use them against John, but I was like, well. Hold on, Andromeda is actually used to hold this mission. I'm like, yeah, but, but Ajax and Penithesalia. <laughs> That's how we feel with all Aleph. I'm just like, I want all the things because they're such cool things. Yep. I'm and having that problem with 700 points, and you're like, I can't have all the things. I was going to say, Ajax is going to be terrifying. On he the already team. is. This isn't, this isn't future tense. This yeah, happens. I know, right? Ajax is terrifying on the table. He can berserk you on 30s, which means he's auto-hitting you at damage, uh, let's see here, 60. So damage 18 explosive with a 50-50 chance to crit. Yep. So it's just a matter of, would you like to take three damage 18 saves or four damage 18 saves? Flip my coin. And then, yeah, you'll tickle him back against his armor five <laughs> and almost three wounds. Yep. Gross. <laughs> I mean, if he gets his hands, he's definitely like, come here, little you know, puny human. I'm going to smack you upside the head with my merce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's battle. It's his battle fanny pack, okay? <laughs> battle satchel. Yeah, exactly. It's not a purse. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so easy to go on forever. Atlanta with, with total, or, uh, total reaction. Sure. Like, <laughs> why not? <laughs> what? Let's talk at about her less than in passing. Okay, let's like a little bit. She's still BS fifteen. No, no, uh, no. She used to be BS fourteen. Oh, that's right. But she had plus three from the bot, right? Yeah. So she, she, she her movement went up to four four. Yeah. She lost the spot bot. She gained one native point of ballistic attack. She gained ballistic attack shock. She gained shock immunity. And then she gave marks gained marksmanship, which against at least the bit the important face to face roles, your opponent's going to have cover. So between the plus one native 
in marksmanship. She's at a she's, net gain. She's yeah. at a net gain from where she was. Mm-hmm. She has a plus three discover bot. And then she also gained um, the to- a potential total reaction profile for another five points. So, like, I feel like Andromeda overall gained, kind of made out like a bandit as well in the transition chain. Or not Andromeda, and Atlanta made out like a bandit. So Yeah. Yeah, no, she really did. Like you said, yeah, she's effect- she's effectively a better shooter than she was before. Mm-hmm. Um, she is better so at discovering. She's a little bit worse at shooting like a Morlock in the open running towards her, but they're still probably dead. Yeah, but they're not worse enough. Not worse enough. Well, now she rolls two dice instead of one, so she's better. Because we know that we all know that's plus three BS. So, and she, with the shock as well, you know, she's right. putting them down, and they're not bodies. They're not unconscious bodies anymore. They're just dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it means that she's shock and AP, or shock and double action. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's a that is a very fun profile. Again, I want all the toys. She costs as many points as Ajax. Which do you pick? Both. Yeah. All of you take two nut rods and two lambdas and two thorakides that are unlinked. You've got your six order base and you've got 250 points to spend the stuff you really want in your army. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think overall, you know, there's there's a lot of complaining about the way MSV1 interacts with smoke. Um, being you know supposedly this death now to steel phalanx because they are so smoke dependent, uh, but uh, I don't see it. No, they I don't, I don't so, think so. They have so many buffs scattered throughout this the entire sectoral. Well, um, I mean, it's well, still neg like... nine through smoke on MSV one, right? Because most of the things that would be throwing smoke have ODD. So your neg six from smoke and then neg three net from ODD. Mimetism. Probably yeah. neg twelve of your uncover. Yeah, exactly. So and at least for me, like Machion and some of the other heroes, I forget which one's offhand, but Machion has the eclipse grenades. Oh, like quite a few do. I know regular smoke, some of them have eclipse. Oh you're right. Like, you, your eclipse is unaffected by that. You're still laying down smoke they can't see through. And for yeah. what it's worth, Machion gained plus one close combat and shock immunity for no like real change in price. Like he's just flat out better than he was. Yep. Yeah, a lot of the characters ended up. I mean, everybody. He's going to be in one of your links because he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is funny the. You know, across the board, most things in the game got an extra point of close combat. And it doesn't really matter that your Fusilier is now CC 15 instead of 13 or whatever it was. But that extra that extra point in on the like you said, on the, the units that are CC 20 and greater is a really, really big deal. Yeah. Speaking of a really, really, really big deal, since we've talked about Machion's awesome. TLDR, right? Yep. We've talked about how he's changed. The Ectromai and Diomedes, mm. they gained oh. three points of close combat. Yeah. Bringing them from close combat 20 to close combat 23. Uh, Ectromai is 22. Oh, uh, 22. Sorry. So, That's 
that's that's a really big deal especially yeah, with the close cut with the martial arts mods on top of that as well i always was kind of hesitant to use like dromai because i'd be like well you know it's whatever i roll on the die you know i might have close combat mod bonuses over them i may not because you know they may have martial arts as well right to cancel yours now i'm like i'm always going to be adding at least a plus two to that die <laughs> and hey, an, an extra burst on the chain rifle chain rifle profiles yeah so i feel so both those units i feel like are way more competent to close combat and they're a kind of profile where you're going to quite potentially be le- be using that you know mm. Yeah, I mean, as far as airborne deploy hackers go, that that hacker is pretty cheap. Yeah, twenty five really points. Cheap. But I mean, it's he it's... pays for it by not having a gun, at least not like a real <laughs> gun, right? right. But between, a pistol like, and a and chain rifling, you know, up close, he's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is one of the stranger profiles, I think, of the game. So it's you spend hundred awesome points on them, profile. and then drop them all in, and then have a hacking presence in the midfield immediately there you go that's the right that's, way to do it that's John. some 200 i you know 200 iq big brain stuff <laughs> then don't forget uh don't forget Scylla and you'll be set yeah right also worth noting as far as diomedes is he also gained nco yeah so that was nice in my game with john you know he's not shocking me in which everybody whines about i think the answer to that is he's also airborne deployment so don't land him next to things with shock Exactly. Do not get shot by shock. Yeah. Step one. I, and everything I have, in the game doesn't need to be the same. Yeah, I have one weakness. That, Don't. If something's not shock immune, that is fine. That is absolutely fine. No, I'm I, I'm fine with it. I'm still. It. I'm just crazy telling good. people not to be whiny. Yeah. <laughs> some people are. He's he's totally fine. I've seen him in two games now. And then in four, and he cleaned cleaned house in both games. So, and then three, I had him solo an entire opponent one time. I believe it. I've had games like that with Diomedes, where you just you lay to the right place on the right table, and you're like, cool. So I can just go back here whenever I'm done killing all your guys, and you can't get to me. And then it's my turn again to super jump around wherever I want, murder all your stuff. Ooh. And now he can stab you. So if he can't engineer a great face to face roll. Because you're in a link team and have six cents and whatever, he'll just walk up and stab your fusilier to death instead. Yeah. What do you, uh, Nate? What do you think between Mark Twelve and Multi? I'm a Mark Twelve proponent. I like the extra range because it allows you more options as far as who you engage and how you engage them. Mm-hmm. If yeah, you're think- going to be if fighting something with heavy armor, I mean, you could just tie them up by stabbing them instead, but. You know, it also costs more points, and points are a thing. So, multi's not bad. But if I have the points, my preference would be to do the Mark 12. Yeah, I was really liking the multi. I like I like AP. Um, but at the end of the day, I re- the Mark 12 is what I go for. If I fail that fizz roll to land, then ending up in my deployment zone with a 24-inch range gun is way better than having a 16-inch range gun. Well, and even if you land that role, being able to shoot halfway across the board in the opponent's deployment zone to be able yeah. to pick off what you want. And he's not bad within eight inches. You just shoot the assault pistol instead of R12. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, boo. What do I? Yeah. So that's, man, Steel Failing's got so much cool stuff. 
Heck yeah. Did Akmon gain a wound? That was a question. Yes, from yeah, he's straight up two wounds. Was he NWI before? He yes. was NWI before. He's tack aware now. Uh. He is tack aware now, and he's a wild card, so that means you can put him in any link instead of just a Dactyl link. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it, that's that's kind of a fun. Um, it's a little upgrade. I wish there was more tack aware in the sectoral. He also, for what it's worth, gained five points of close combat. Wow. Yeah, he he went from not being close combat relevant to being moderate, but I mean, at least if you're in a situation where you're trying to put a D charge on an AC 20, not or an AC 2, failing on 20% of your rolls is not fun. You just gave all the Battletech nerds listening a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, didn't I? Don't get hit by the AC twenty. <laughs> but the uh, but he also is, he's also burst two in uh, close combat, right? Because of the breaker pistol situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that works out. Is so that- I, I I yes, uh, because the weapon it's it's just breaker pistol plus one burst. Whenever you are using the breaker pistol, you have plus one burst. That's really cool, and I didn't realize that. Yep, that's a um, that's a big deal. So he doesn't have martial arts, but he is burst two at CC twenty one. I would take that against yep. most people. That's a pretty good way to take him out. Yep. Yeah, that's um, definitely. And I mean, you you are paying for it. Like he costs four more points, and on a thirty ish point. Like profile, like four more points is not an insignificant price increase, but like I feel like it's definitely worth it for what he brings. The ability to wild card him in to whatever link to be able to have a linkable engineer wherever you want as well. Yeah, and one more order basically. Yeah, so it's I feel like he made he did very well in the addition change. It is an appealing profile for a lot of potential list builds. So Tackaware by itself usually costs about four points. So if you look at it that way and think of all his other upgrades as being free. That's pretty good. So that's yeah, that's pretty that's pretty nasty. What do you guys think of Alki? I mean, I generally only saw her in low point games. In third edition, I never really liked her. Um, because it was such a huge, like, she's not a bad profile, but she cost one and a half SWC last edition because the Spitfire is a gun that you would pay for, and you would rather have a spend one and a half SWC on a different profile. So, you know, you could choose to pay a half an SWC and make a Thorakides link with Thrasimedes who is a specialist and had ODD and a light rocket launcher, or you'd pay one and a half SWC in an SWC star, star faction mm-hmm. and then try to build a Thorakides link with Nase. So that was always a really, um, I feel like kind of a no-brainer choice for me, just if I was going to do a, a Thorakides link to use Thrasimedes for it instead of Nase. Mm-hmm. But her the fact that she now has a multi-rifle profile that doesn't cost SWC mm-hmm. suddenly makes that um you know at least a viable path, I feel like. 
And, you know, as far as, well, I could take Nasei or I could take or Myrmidon or a Thorakiti with a boarding shotgun and an emitter for fewer points. I mean, you do gain some things. A multi-rifle is a far more deadly gun and it's got a burst of three and not a burst one. And BS-13 means that you've always got a chance to crit an ARO instead of being canceled out. I, I feel like there are, there are entirely rational reasons to be able to pick her, especially with the multi-rifle profile instead of the Spitfire if you don't have the free SWC. Makes sense. I just you know, never saw her on, on, you know, on a 300-point table. Uh, she was all over like right. you know, 150 point and 200 point games, but never at 300. I mean, but that makes sense though, right? Like the game is a different game at lower point values, so seeing different profiles being chosen is entirely reasonable. Well, so here's the thing: like compare her to the uh, Thrakatai HMG. Right? Okay. They're, they're filling similar roles in the same in the same link. She costs six points more, which is. Not insignificant, mm-hmm. but she keeps her 360 visor where the HMG doesn't. Right. That's fine. She has an extra point of ballistic skill. And she has NCO. Sure. So like even if you just break it down to those few changes, like the point the the extra point of whip and BTS, like man, and two points of CC. It's really just are you going to advance your Thrakatai of the table or not? Sure. And if you are, she's probably good because she has that NC order, so she's more effective at spending orders on her. Um, or you can use orders differently to power them, right? But if you're going to have a static link that's going to sit in the back, it's not going to do a lot of good. And now that she's not the only option to form a Thrakatai link, um, yeah, it's just going to be if you are purposely moving them up a table. And a lot of people don't, but maybe now that they're 4-4, four, more people will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I had piles of games in N3 where I feel like it was like, oh, I need to get this Thorakiti FO to a, an objective in the midfield to flip a button to cause my opponent to lose one point and me to gain one point, and then I win the game. So, like, you, you know, you plan A is never to engage with Thorakitis. That's why they're Thorakitis and not Myrmidons, but... As soon as, as soon as your plans meet your opponent, they sometimes go out the window. So it's whether you want that um, that flexibility. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, I just on it was an honest question. You know, just trying to figure out what the what the deal is. That's cool. It makes a lot of sense as to as to uh, why she. I mean, I, the, I guess you know that multi rifle profile didn't exist in N three. So yeah, well, and if, way back in history, you know. Nasei existed before um, Thrasimedes, right. and before Akmon, and before Hector. Mm-hmm. So at one point in time, if you wanted to link Thra- Thorakides, the only option was Nasei, right? And then yep. I feel like I feel like Thrasimedes basically obsolete, obsolescenced her for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But the the um, and also at one point in time. Like the Thorakides have gone through a lot of different iterations. And at one point in time, they all had 360 visors. And then they lost, you know, they start splitting out the gear a bit more in late N3. So, so as the unit has evolved, just the, the different 
costs and options have kind of changed how they would be applied. And the multi-rifle is a welcome and probably much needed addition for Nasadis remain a viable option, I feel like. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I th- I would like to use her more. Um, it's just hard to justify her point sometimes. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a tendency to, like, I honestly haven't really started to, like, I remember back in N3, you know, when Eric would be like, oh, I want to play a steel list, but I'm having trouble with whatever vision, and maybe we should talk about it. So I would, like, open up the steel army list and build an army and be like, what? What is this nonsense? I don't even know how to do this. Like, who are all these people? Like, it's like reading ah, Greek. Yeah, it, literally, right? So it's, eh. just, it's just like I can't, I can't figure this out. But now that I've played them a, a few more times, and I'm, and you know, uh, actually sitting here with people that play Steel, it's starting to make a little more sense. It maybe it's just the natural hipster in me, but I'm like looking at things that aren't Phoenix and Hector and stuff, right? Oh my God, and at the Salia. Yeah, she's pretty great. Dactyls are really interesting because dact- dactyls are their equivalent of you know the support group folks in most other armies, right? Where you have yeah. like fourteen to fifteen-ish point thing that like all it does is like palbot stuff back to life, right? But they actually have like real guns, right? They have flaming spears and adhesive launchers and and all kinds of like you know extra breaker pistols and stuff, and they're dogged, which is pretty pretty cool. So I don't know. I just it's interesting. But yeah, let's talk about Penny. Yeah. So a quick a quick reread of the rules, and I'm totally prepared to be wrong. I do think CC attack negative six means if she declares CC attack, you are at negative six. I mean that would make the and most sense to me. That's the difference between something like Penny and or uh, CC attack negative six and mimetism negative six. Mimetism is a special skill which has a whole different description. Instead of just being BS attack negative six. Right. But totally ready and willing to be wrong. Um, I'm going to operate under the assumption that it means you have to declare CC attack. And it's fine. But it also means that she could move into close combat and possibly neg 12 someone if they shoot her. That's how she would be able before. to do that as well. But with the, the big change is that if she can't declare dodge or engage and get the. Yeah. The, mods because i to it specifically include engage and dodge yeah right so it's or whatever yeah yeah, it's still up i think it's still up in the air um but anyways she's very good in close combat well she's solid in close combat she's only cc 23 and doesn't get the bonus to 26 yeah it doesn't get any sweet bonuses that's fine, but she does have a pretty solid chance, a 20% chance to just delete you with the motto filament. Yep. I do kind of wish they gave her a, um, I guess it doesn't matter because she's only Fizz 12, right? So it's not like a, a Norkia situation where you want a weapon that uses your Fizz. So, yeah. Uh, anyways. So dodging on 12s now and with no uh, no penalty for the motorcycle, yep. an extra four inches, good in close combat. She can move up into close combat and double nanopulse you mm-hmm. and take the hit on the chin because now she has both shock immunity and bioimmunity. So she's basically armor three across the board, making her as tough as a Montessa motorcycle. 
she's tough and yeah. fast. Well, so yeah. the things that are important for me, like she again, she gained one point of CC, which normally wouldn't be a big deal, but she's over CC twenty. And then the changes to CC attack, Icol used to not work against stuff with structure. And I always kind of felt like Penny, like in an ideal world, would be zooming up and like cutting tags in half and stuff like that. And, you know, tags generally actually have pretty adequate CC scores, like, you know, right. 17, 18, 19 or whatever. And she, Penistelia, doesn't have an especially high close combat score for a close combat specialist. So it always felt really risky to me to be trying to run up to to tags or what in my headspace kind of felt like as her natural, like, oh, you've got a mono yeah. close combat weapon. What yeah. is your natural, like, prey? And still it being a risky proposition when it, she was a hard enough piece to use to begin with. Um, but now CC attack doesn't care whether your wounds are structures. It just cares that you declare CC attack. And I feel like overall, that is a pretty big gain for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and you, I believe her price went down. I didn't write down how much. I think she was like in the forties before, right? Yeah, yeah she, was, she was like 41 for so between a price decrease and her becoming better at like, for me, what she seems seems to be her primary purpose. Like, I feel like she's a much more compelling choice. So, I like her a lot. Like most, like basically all of the characters now, I think are are totally usable. Yeah, yeah. Of course, and then there's there's my sorry, my mouse my mouse is hovering over Hector for. It's totally random you, reasons. Your mouse knows the right choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to use him in, uh, in Starmada or O12, but, not particularly keen on playing him in Aleph, I guess, because I don't want to play Steel. <laughs> <laughs> not responsible for your decisions. Yep. Yep. But overall, I, especially my game with John, I really still feel like Steel Phalanx is an extremely competitive army. In the new edition, the you know, the the things that changed, not in their favor. Probably the biggest one is shotguns. Second biggest MSV one. I don't think those outweigh just the significant amount of buffs that they got. Are you trying to wrap up right now? You've only made I am. half my steel notes. Oh, let's let's uh, let's touch on some more big ones. Holy moly! <laughs> And then I'll be less maybe, subtle maybe about it next time. Too much of a uh, of a is a bit of an exaggeration, but let's go through. Yeah. So, so. I, wanted to, I wanted to point out, Myrmidons kept stealth. Like a lot of um, a lot of war bands lost stealth with the martial arts change, and how it's no longer nested and it's no longer automatic. So. They kept stealth with things that were like thematic. So like Morlocks lost it, Jaguars lost it, all sorts of warbands lost it. Armandon's got to keep it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is an important thing to note. And then the other thing that's worth noting with the Myrmidons is that the chain rifle profile got a double action close combat weapon. Yeah. That makes a big be, difference. 
He used to be just AP, and now he's got a DA CCW. So he's much better at stabbing you than he used to be. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't see it as that. I see it more as like that was a profile you wanted to take to fill out the link anyway, and now he does something useful in like looting and sabotaging. Yeah, I mean, so I, I like him, and I'm glad he's, he's he got a buff for no good reason, or in most situations. Um. Atlanta. Really quick, Nate. One of the things that I think is interesting with the Mervidons is I feel more compelled now to take a combi rifle. Really? Why is that? Well, mostly because I feel like Plan Bs are more important in N four. Yeah, having the you know the the link leader is going to go down. He might not be protected by the smoke. I might not have brought a clip smoke. And then when that happens, I need to have something other than a chain rifle. Which, if I shoot at something, suddenly becomes a big liability. Um, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you that that's great. It's just you always run out of points. I mean, you always yeah. run out of points. I can yeah. think of like Not a million horrible. times when we've played games where Machion was sitting. Um, you know, in cover and not frenzied yet or whatever, and just like gave you fits, right? Yeah. And, you know, if you have an extra so many points to buy a combi rifle, that's great. But you also, you know, do you want to have Mackie on or do you want to have not Mackie on? Mm. So you just run out of points. Yeah, that does happen. Um, and I mean, at least now Mackie on has shock immune, so he's less likely to go straight to dead. That's but fair, no, fair. A, a, a combi rifle Myrmidon in cover in suppressive fire is no joke. Like that will that will stop an awful lot of things. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I guess the the thing is, um, steel steel is definitely a like Pano is his meta defining faction, right? Because if steel is played very often at your local tournament. You know, you'll see a lot more MSV one and a lot more MSV two troops and a lot more direct template weapons and fire and so on, right? Mm -hmm. So they they just by existing in a meta, even if you know they're not doing particularly well, right? Like maybe it's a new player who's who's piloting them, um, they'll still force a lot of changes in your meta, which I think is 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 says a lot about their power level just out of the box. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah, they, like you said, they, they can really sculpt the way people perceive equipment. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. Some metas don't like MSV. Like, oh, well, there's too many nomads around. That's just going to be white noise like crazy and shot down. I don't want it. Yeah, that's, that's the... Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love We're, to be a nomad player in that meta. Oh, my God. Where, well, and then other metas might have an overabundance of um, Steel Phalanx or Ariadna. Mm. Yep. They're like, yeah, give me all the MSV you can. But it is, I think it is a big deal to find more ways to waste people's orders. Orders are more precious now, even against Ariadna, even against the uh, ISS. Mm -hmm. And if I can throw a Myrmidon into Suppressifier, or even not in Suppressifier, burst to an ARO with, you know, with the potential of plus three mods within 16 is almost as good as Suppressifier. Yep. Um, if I can, if I can have you have to spend more orders chewing through effective arrows instead of just me throwing up smoke and you being cool, thanks. I'll just keep walking. It's worth noting that a chain rifle Myrmidon has a pistol. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's not as it's not as good as a combi rifle. You are a million percent like correct on that. But I can I like I can think of plenty of situations where me telling Eric, hey, I'm gonna shoot you with a pistol from this chain rifle Myrmidon has fucked his plans. Yep. I mean <laughs> I yeah, there anything with a pistol, anybody any ISS player will tell you that Quangxi with pistols win games. Right? Or <laughs> and then of course there's Morlocks who just like I will just take this shot at twenty four inches, you know, on fives and can crit you. That seems I fine. knew that I knew that was coming up. But so so like <laughs> I so I'm an, I'm with you that a combi rifle is great, but one points Endless building meets what you want. It becomes very difficult right. to make that that choice. At least for me, and especially like I'm the way I think, like I'll make a Myrmidon link, and my Myrmidon link will be Hector, Machion, and then a Spitfire. And then it's like, how much do I want to spend in that last, you know, to fill out that Myrmidon link because I like it elite. And frequently, it's just the chain rifle guy because. You need points for other things. Fair. Yeah. Dodging four inches on 13s at the active turn. Terrifying. That's oh. rad. So, also worth noting, Achilles version one lost Frenzy. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then he's also a half a Swix cheaper with a Spitfire. Mm-hmm. That's cute. So he, the Achilles V1 always can claim cover and he's not as cost prohibitive or is not as swick taxed as he used to be. He and still cover is, is more yeah. ubiquitous now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Achilles V2 is, is roughly 10 points cheaper than he was. He gained armor piercing on his Spitfire. Yes, yes. Um, the multi rifle. Profiles DEP got converted to a Panzerfaust, and again, he's also about a half a swick cheaper. You know, I always said Achilles needed to get better. That's <laughs> true. He always yeah. didn't yeah. get better. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's almost like the avatar to me to take it. Like, if I'm taking him, I know what's going to happen. I know how I'm going to feel about my game when I show up to my opponent. And it's like, uh, yeah, so I brought Achilles. That's my holdback. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well it's even more infuriating for your opponent when you're like i brought achilles and if you're going to try to do anything during your turn there's atalanta and she's tr as well yeah, yeah. and then all the rest of my orders are just going to sit back here there are a bunch of with rocket launchers um <laughs> and ajax oh god he's only 39 points that's 10 models i don't want to know if that's i do not want to know if that is 300 points, I'm um, just going to assume it isn't. I'm, I'm going to assume it is. John's really? going to prove it, it I looks gotta, like. Yeah, I'm proving it. Hang on. But I'm pretty no. sure that, that easily points with that easily fits within 300 points. Um, Dactyls, they lost their Nimbus grenades because there's no longer a thing, and that was a significant point decrease. They lost three or four points across the profiles, which is a 15 to 20% price decrease for a unit that was maligned for being a little expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little surprised that Nimbus grenades are no longer a thing because they're actually a really useful tool for fighting links. So like having one profile with a Nimbus grenade instead of all of them would have been awesome. Right. I'm a little sad that Nimbus grenades are gone because I loved stacking them so badly with um, negative modifiers to dodge against chain rifles. 
Well, you, you know, there's the, the Kamal sniper that, like, everyone is scared to death of or whatever, right? Burst mm-hmm. 2, what, BS-17 will sh- shoot you to death. Something like yeah. that, right? You know, yeah. MSV-2, you can't, and Six Sense, you can't mess with it. Well, if you threw a Nimbus grenade in front of it, it's once from being B2, Burst 2, 17 to Burst 1, 17. Uh, you yeah. know, and if, you, if if your attack piece is burst five, lowering it down to burst four is not anywhere near as big a significant decrease in its firepower. So, like, I do, I don't, I wouldn't want to pay for a link where every model had a Nimbus grenade, but being able to have one Nimbus grenade would have been, been awesome. nice. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I want to two sir. He gained movement, his BS attack gained shock, he gained shock immune, and he already had no w- NWI, so that's really nice. Yeah, um, yeah. What do you think he, about his triangulated fire? That is that is the next thing I was going to mention. So we talked about how tri- triangulated fire was a big win for the Mark V with a Mark 12 gun. Um, triangulated fire is kind of like a ballistic skill modifier x where x is whatever mods you were going to be suffering it becomes negative three right yeah two sir has msv2 he ignores viz mods and he ignores mimitism mods he already can ignore up to 12 points worth of mods right it's pretty much only it can't come in when you're shooting into combat yeah basically Triangulated fire only helps him if he's shooting into melee. Or yeah. if for some reason he's shooting somebody with a pistol, one of his pistols at long range, which is a poor choice. So, you know, triangulated fire for the post human is kind of a big like improvement for its firepower. Mm-hmm. Whereas for Tusser, it's really it's kind extremely of a poor substitution. It's a really poor substitution for what it used to be. Clearly, they just need to give him marksmanship. Well, obviously, they need to invent a new rule in the next um, expansion and update Truce's profile with that rule. There you go. That would be how I would handle it. Um, Drykos <laughs> gains specialist operative. That's cute. That's, I mean, that's useful. I have, I didn't use him much in Mark Three. I'm not. Sh- he also gained Berserk. I'm not sure if I'll use him a lot in Mark Four or not. I, when I have used him, like he actually did great. He's just again, you're always I mean, competing for points, and he's like 40 points for a combi rifle. Or isn't isn't the dream to use him against like a Kamau sniper tower? Like, <laughs> yeah, but you can't really use him against the Kamau. You have to shoot the Kamau's friends and then shoot the Kamau. Yeah. The last- the last time I used him, you know, he was killing the the band the Janzabans and Yon Yons, and it was hilarious. But th- that was long before the Kamal existed. <laughs> um, I want to say Hector. He gained his stun grenades became regular grenades. Yep, that's um, awesome. One Hector. His Spitfire Lieutenant became a half a SWC cheaper. Or no, his Spitfire became a half WSC cheaper. Mm-hmm. And his Lieutenant mm-hmm. profile with his Spitfire became a whole one and a half SWC cheaper. They're they're really trying to push that Spitfire, but everybody knows they're there for the plasma. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. 
at least for me, like the plasma is a fun weapon you can't get anywhere else, right? Yeah. Yep. So like if I want to play Hector, you know, I could play him as Achilles without ODD, or I yeah. could play him with a plasma rifle. I mean, which one is more fun and unique, right? Yep. Um, and for what it's worth, I actually feel like Hector fits a lot better into Steel, unsurprisingly, because it's his native faction than he does into Starmada. And that's because the plasma rifle is a medium short range gun. You know, it's good ranges up to 16 inches. Mm-hmm. And you can throw Hector in with somebody else in his link with eclipse grenades and you can close that range. Whereas but in Starmada he can be in a five man link. He can, and it costs an exorbitant amount of points. And to still close that gap to make it worthwhile, you're going to want something with a Spitfire or an HMG in that link anyway. I don't think, I don't think so. You can still shoot out PS16 at 32 inches with that X visor. That's BS sixteen for verse four hitting on thirteens. Somebody against somebody in cover. Yeah, they're probably in cover, so you're probably hitting on thirteens. Whereas yeah. if you were shooting with the Spitfire, you would be at plus three for link, plus three for range, minus yeah. three for and on sixteens. You can get an HMG or an HRL too for cheap. Then Yoka will give that to you. Um, yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to share with the list that I was working on while you guys were chatting. No. So here we yes. go. Hector with plus one order. Right, Hector, Achilles, Achilles, Atalanta, Total Reaction, Scylla, oh my the, the hacker version with two bots, Adams, Magic, the Rakatai Link, uh, but one of them had to turn into a Ford Observer for points, and then two net rods. You could drop one of the bots for points and that put back in that have a rocket launcher to satisfy Adam. I mean, it's yeah, what sure. are you talking about? The emitter one could be a rocket launcher. No, it can't. Why not? The rocket launcher is cheaper. The emitter is the Entomotarkos, Adam. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I I saw I thought the Amherst in there. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. I thought I thought. Wow. <laughs> I thought I thought. Pretty cat. Yeah. Know? Right. Jesus. Oh, it's man. kind of a strong. Come on. So there you go. <laughs> that's that's twelve orders of Achilles. That's that's not and bad. That's twelve orders of Achilles backed up by a Hector and an Atalanta and with a Axilla Zamboni. Yep. Seems pretty good to me. I, you just love the Scylla Zamboni. <laughs> yeah, Hector Hector not being able to join Kappa was a smart move. Oh my god, but, yeah, that would have been terrifying. So, at least for me, like, Hector seems like he's great in Steel. Like, he warps your list building so much. Like, at least when I, you know just sit around and list build for Starmada, and I, what yeah. I get, I feel like, isn't as good as what I get in Steel anyway. Because in Steel, I'm going to be in people's faces, stabbing them with Myrmidons and Hector, and blowing shit up with Plasma. Whereas with with Starmada, I'm just like, well, it's Hector with five-man link bonuses, which I guess is unique. I guess. Yeah. Huh. Clint yeah. brings up an yeah. interesting point that Hector is wild card, so he could actually be in the Dragonfly Link. He's he's always been they they yeah. didn't have the term wild card, but he's always been wild card. Right. So like, we, we I've had him in, in um dactyl links before as well, but I've decided at least 
mid to late and three after he came out i settled on feeling most comfortable with myrmidons and machion to patch him up though it's even better now because if you want you can put akmon in there in case you're worried about em and then you've got eclipse grenades to close the range you've got people to stab them you've got specialists like and then you can That's throw in a like- train you can throw in a, a chain rifle myrmidon to round out the link. Or lols. <laughs> and the pistol. There you go. It's really the pistol you're taking him for. Yep. All right. Well, Nate, do I have your permission to uh, to wrap this up? That makes it through my list. Hippolyta <laughs> game, one close combat, and wild card. Sure. Um, but that is it. Okay, good. Well... Oh, man. Well, you've wasted another perfectly good evening listening to Late Night War Games. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, before we totally leave, we do have our Patreon drawing to do. We do indeed. Uh, we also One. have to do the Ro- Bromite Academy drawing, so let's do oh, both yeah, yeah, real yeah. quick. Let's start doing some drawings. So here we go. Here's the Bromite Academy one. Uh, Wheel of Names! Wheel of Names, 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 names. Oh, we got a double winner two months in a row, it looks like. Christian gets another blister or patch of his choice. There you go. All right, so since this is the first time this has happened, I'm going to institute a rule. You can't win three months in a row. So, Christian, you can't win next month, but after that. Uh, And now (laughs) off to to the uh, Patreon folks. Yes. All the wonderful, lovely people that give us money for doing this. All right, you ready? Ready to yes, spin the wheel spin of it. names? All right, here we go. The wheel of names, names, names. Here we go, here we go, here we go. OMG, OMG, OMG. Looks like Jake is a good Jacob! Woo! Yay! Congratulations. I'll reach out to you. I'll send you an email. Um, and you'll get one of the some of the sweet exclusive miniatures sculpted in the likeness of uh John I. So Thank you guys very much for the support. John, do you want to uh, wrap us up? Yep, sounds good. So uh, just a reminder that December, you can submit a game about using a uh, hidden deployment or airborne deployment thing, hold it to the last turn, and then use it to you know execute some cool game plan and win the game by flipping an objective or something. Uh, that's the December Roman Academy mission or painting uh, competition will wrap up at the end of the December. Any model with stealth is good to go. Um, all the details are on BrumanAcademy.com. If you want to watch more of this, we do this. Yep, there you go. You can you can paint that up. Um, you can uh, find us here on Twitch at 8.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on Tuesdays. We also have a show on at 9 a.m. on Sundays. Uh, and, of course, we have a show on uh, was 8.30 p.m. on Mondays, and that's OB's The Joy of Green Stuff. So uh, if you if you want to know more about uh, you know playing games factions or 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 uh, how to do modeling, uh, you can find us on all of those times. Um, we upload everything to YouTube, so you can find us there. Um, and of course, we upload the audio of this particular uh, video podcast to uh, and all of your favorite podcast apps, so you can listen to us. So if you like what you see, please support us on Patreon. Um, and of course, you can uh, find that on Patreon.com/slash/TheDiceAbide. Um, and thank you to our, our sponsor, Brutal Cities. Oh, thank you, Brutal Cities. 
I think I think Adam might have muted himself. Uh oh, what's happening? Oh no, Adam's it muted. <laughs> he's for for those of you listening on the podcast, he's gesticulating wildly now. Oh it's no, we can't hear Adam. Oh no. All right. Well, in Wait, any can case, you hear me now? I got yes, it all yes. fixed. Yeah. All right. All right. There you go. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, but it is his worst nightmare when he can't be heard. Yeah. And right. Now, a word from our sponsors, Brutal Cities, purveyor of fine MDF terrain, making your cities brutal <laughs> since 2020. <laughs> You're just like Thank hitting you. that button. That's Thank really I what love, it boils down to. I love hitting that button. That's like my favorite recording I got up to do. Holy cow. Well, guys, yeah, be sure to catch us on Facebook, YouTube, anywhere you get your you get your podcasts. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Follow us on Twitch. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on all the things. Like me on Facebook. Uh, my ego is fragile, and it needs constant sustaining that all of you <laughs> provide for me via the Internet. You are my real friends. I don't see people anymore. Have a lovely evening. Take care, everybody. Stay safe out there. Bye.